Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Tuesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. I have a pretty good idea. I think so. Means, think the, means the enchantment one last night over the uh, pandemics, and it was a heck of a night over at the pit for basketball and how fortunate we all were to enjoy it in person, except for A. Marie, who uh, asked me to send her text updates throughout, and I did not. That's what Tuesday means. Thank God it was on TV. Did you have it on your cellular telephone I while you're, you're doing TV. your biz? Yes, I did. I had it on the TV. Oh, the TV. Nice. Yeah. I am Fred Slow. You are Van Nunley. A. Marie with us on the program today. A. Marie, welcome back. Oh, thanks for having me again. A little double duty today for your girl. You're, you're, hey, are you right now the most recognizable, popular sports personality in the entire town? Are you? I don't. I don't think so. Oh, uh, because you're not sports influencer of the year <laughs> like we are. <laughs> or Jason. <laughs> you're adjacent. No, no, no. <laughs> Kenny Thomas can join us in about five minutes. We're going to talk about the big game last night. Excited about that. Can't wait. I think the refs had some money on the Panamaniac. Shut there. up. Second half. It was a little rough to watch. Shut up. For an objective, neutral observer such as myself. We're going to talk to Kenny about that, obviously. But the the thing that I'm going to agree with you about is as we finished the first quarter, I think I turned to you and said something along the lines of like, hey, this is cool. This is basketball, but this is a lot of pick and roll. And this is a <laughs> lot of going to the basket. But then at the end, when the whistles got a little swallowed and, and things got a little chippy and back and forth, and I was like, okay, this one's actually, this is as good or near good as anything I've ever seen in person. I had an absolute blast. I mean, these guys just showing up on the court, being rusty, not playing with each other for a while. You could see that a little bit. But the, for, for the most part, it was excellent basketball, and it was an absolute joy to watch. This from, old rivalry being renewed by a bunch of alumni. It's really cool. From social media, it looked like a packed house and like full of energy, too. I know the ticket sales <sighs> say differently, but... What were the sales? Is it, it's 3500 Is that what the number was? Of people attendance. I think I saw three thousand people. That yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, but I, I'm just right. saying it. Look, it just the energy seemed really great, and it was sad I missed it. Well, I'll tell you what was like uh, like a clever move by the pit was to make sure everyone stayed in their seats. They didn't bother opening any of the restrooms or concession stand lines, so there was no reason to get up. You I'm just, not going there. Just stay there and watch the game. Yes. Also, I really like them when someone just brings me a beer. Like, that's my favorite. I know that's not their style there. They like, without asking? No, no. You know, like, a who's drinking with the king? <laughs> it's me. I want a Budweiser. I'm drinking with the king. Thank you for asking. Bring me one Budweiser. I think Lobo concessions need to embrace some local. Because it was like Kilt Lifter. That's Arizona. Some hazy IPA from California. And Modelo. Where's Red Door at? Yeah, where's Red Door? Put Red Door Where's La Cumbre? Where's Bosque? Let's represent. Pitt did look good on the TV, though, last night. Amory's talking about it. Production was there by ESPN. Highlighted well. For some reason, the what, what's this cat's name? The Lobo Juggalo? Juggalobo? The Juggalobo. He, for some reason, all over the postgame. Like, 
team gets a big win. It's just a camera on the Juggalobo. Well, right after Fersinger hit the winning shot, he went straight to the Juggalobo and drug him on court to celebrate. Dog, you said winning shot. He hit the winning four shots in a row. He had, he had all he had eight of the final eight. He was like, "Oh, we need eight. Cool. I'm your guy." Hey, thanks, shooters, for getting us yeah. here. Big boy's going to take us he, home. He's like, you know how you win games at the end? Feeding the big man. The giant man. Hey, hey, for sure, though, he didn't call that. Kenny Thomas called that. That's a fact. We'll have Kenny on as soon as Avery connects with him. When are we called, Kenny, to have him on the program today? Because, you know, we're not the morning show. You can have someone in the morning at any time. Mm-hmm. Like, But whenever we re- – Kenny's like, listen, I got a game tonight. So yeah, yeah, I'm coaching a game. Yeah, he's like, I'll do it at 4 o'clock on the dot, but that's about it. Because <laughs> he's a dialed-in dude. Like Kenny, like Kenny has that relaxed, like fun energy. He's one of he's he's a dog. You know what I mean? He's one of the dudes. He's all business though, hundred percent all business. You got that quiet intensity. He ain't got to yell. He ain't got to bang his chest. See it in his eyes. Amory's reaching out right now. It was good to have like a a little spotlight that was the TBT too. I say little. I guess I mean like magnificent spotlight. As far as Albuquerque sports go. Hey, and I'm a big UNM guy. Like, give me football, give me basketball, give me the isotopes, give me the United, give me everything. This is like a special one. I think it's because everyone is make it or break it, right? Everyone is the big one. Every basket, that's the big one. Every time these cats run down the ramp at the pit, that could be the last time. Everything is just a magnified because of the format. And to me, by the way, beating up on the pandemics from New Mexico State, to me, that was that was the jam last night. You got to feel that Lobo fan. I hope you show up again, Lobo fan. Yell for your boys. It's very important to have you that home court, will? that home court advantage. Well, I know, I know, Lobo fans going to show up again tonight, but I don't know if they're going to be as bonkers as they were against the Panamanians. Well, let's ask a guy who was it's there, rivalry, taking in all the energy in person. And that is UNM Lobo alum, heart of Albuquerque, and coach of your TBT enchantment, Kenny Thomas, joining the program. Kenny, how are you? Man, I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good, brother. We uh, obviously were recapping last night and the excitement around it and, and the eight points you needed at the end and, and kind of a little bit of a coaching change from shooters and runners to pounding it inside. We just wanted to talk to you about the venue, talk to you about the game, and talk about your excitement for tonight. Yeah, let's do it, man. Um my voice sounds a little harsh. I was yelling last uh. night. <laughs> Hard to yell over. The, the, the screaming fans in there was was part of the action. And it was, uh, I don't know, it was about as good as anything I've seen in person basketball-wise. And a little bit of deja vu for you as you went up 23 in the first half as you did the exact same way against Stillwater last year. And then those adjustments that didn't come through last year, they came through in droves this year. And you guys put the hammer down yeah. at the end. Man, see, why are you still talking about last year? <laughs> uh, we redeemed ourselves, man. Super. Um, um, last year was one of those situations to where we were um, coming in as as uh, rookies, I would say, for TVT, right? And it, it, we, we had some pieces that just didn't gel well, right? And I think um, uh, Ryan Berryman and B. Mace did a great job of adding some pieces to the table because uh, I think Jamal Fenton is a great piece. Uh, Scott uh, is a tremendous piece. And I, I, I think the flow of way, the way that we're playing, it's, 
it's a it's a cohesive unit to a certain extent. But we, we have our hands full tonight with Lafonso Ellis' team, who I actually played against in the NBA for a couple of years, and it, it's going to come down to um, I think those guys on the other side have some guys that can actually play in the NBA and do some good things. They're long, but at the same time, we're, we're, we're playing on our court, and this altitude is a big part of it, and we're going to try and run them because they're so big. What kind of adjustment was it last night for you guys whenever New Mexico, excuse me, whenever the Panamaniacs lost two of their guys early? Do you do you feel that need to, to call that on-court timeout and, and kind of reiterate adjusting to these new players, or was it a trust your guys and, and let them go out there and be boys? Man, it was one of those things because you you expect teams to go on runs, right? It was just a matter of when it was going to happen. And I think the guys stepped up at the right time, even though we had some really, really bad turnovers down the stretch. But my gut, I was going off of my instinct. And it's one of those things to where you got to let guys kind of play through it, right? Because you never know, especially with the rules and everything that come with, with the end of the game, the last four minutes, it could have been crucial, right? But I had some timeouts. I've been ended up using. I ended up not using my two thirty-second timeouts, but I think that one that I did call um, in front of our bench. I think that was huge. Kenny Evan Gilliard the second was a problem. He was a problem last night. Is that someone you had to game plan for, or did the little lefty just come out of nowhere and ball out? No, it's a, he's a lefty, man. You know how different it is because you're used to playing against right-handed guys the majority of the time, right? And he was a guy that got hot. And at the same time, he also had to come back and guard us, right? I think it came down the stretch to where um, the referees were making were making some ill-advised calls to a certain extent. Agreed. I told the guys, man, you got to play through this. This is TVT, right? And... It's one of those things to where with, with the rule change the last four minutes to where it, it's beneficial for the team that's losing, right? And getting over that hump and being up the way we were like seven, um, I think it was like seven, eight points before we actually went into the last four minutes. I think that was crucial. And then once you get to that, trying to hit that number, I think we were at 80 and we needed 83. It, it comes down to getting good shots. And, Man, getting a free throw on the ball back is crucial. And we, we got some stops down the stretch. Down the stretch, And I, I have to say our guys are very patient and very professional down the court, I mean down the stretch, and they got it done. So we got to try and do the same thing tonight. Obviously we all took it in and saw the play on the court. Uh, my question for you, though, because you were talking about the gel of the team and how it's not the same team from last year and everyone coming together. There has to be a level of excitement around these players returning to the pit for a lot of them the first time in a long time. How do you keep the butterflies down, Coach? Like, what do you do to, like, keep these guys in a, in a hey, you're ready to go and this moment's not too big kind of energy? Man, it's, it goes for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been in the pit and played at or been a part of this type of level basketball in a long time. And, I mean, I got butterflies myself, right? And, it comes down to guys being able to come in and be professional to where they got to know we got a lot of guys on the bench that played a crucial part in Lobo basketball when they played at UNM, right? And it's a matter of buying in and playing together. 
if we play together, there's a lot of weapons and a lot of a lot of different things that we have as far as gelling on the offensive end. But as you know, um, defense wins games, right? And we're going to have to rebound the ball really, really, really big tonight, all five guys at the same time, especially on the defense end. Kenny, I know the maintenance crew was upset last night because Scotty Bamforth shot the lights out. So good. Is that the is that the game plan tonight? You're gonna let him loose again? You got your eyes on somebody else to step up? No, like I, I trust Scott. Uh Tone and um Anthony Mathis didn't play that good. But I don't expect him to come out and play the game that he played last night. Um Scott stepped up big, but you gotta also consider um when we went small ball and when I pulled JR out we went small ball, and Jamal Fenton was playing good. And it came down to Jamal, he was being that leader on the court at the end of the, I mean, at the end of the game to where I felt like he needed to be on the floor because he was making a lot of different things happen. And the thing about me, man, we're, we're going to get up and down. The guys are playing against tonight, they're big, like I said earlier, and we playing in the pit is to our advantage to get up and down. We just got to take good shots. And if we take good shots of transition, I don't think it's going to matter because they, they still got to guard us too, even though they're taller. After hitting the Elam mark and you guys like just feeding the ball inside for so many consecutive points there at the very end, uh, that was a that was an effort you guys made on purpose. It was calculated, or was that just the flow of play for Team Enchantment? No, it was. Um, I got a great coaching staff. Yeah, um, we uh, Jermaine Robinson. Um, drew up a couple plays at the end. They were crucial because we were anticipating the switch because Scott had the hot hand, right? So that's how we were able to hit Joe in the slip. Um, I think tonight we're going to end up having to play a little bit bigger um, at the three spot, uh, especially when I give JR a rest. And I'm probably going to pop Joe in with Drew to where we are bigger. Okay. And then I'll just I'll just probably be spreading that rotation. Um, and then at the guard spot, it's just a matter of probably rotating those guys to where we're fresh, to where we can get up and down the court. So did Jr. sit down with you, talking Jr. Giddens? Did Jr. sit down with you and say, "Hey, coach, you got to write up a dunk somewhere in the game plan"? That's the question. Jr. He he wanted one bad at the beginning of the game. It, it, it was uh, the thing about Jr., especially with the age situation, um, starting the game out with him. It's crucial because we get him going, it brings a lot of energy, right? Sure. Um, and, and, and his energy needs to be contained a little bit so he doesn't get another technical. Right? Because, <laughs> yeah. because I think that technical was a nice little shift in, in the Aggies' favor to where we had to get over that hump. And we can be emotional, but it comes down to us not hurting each other in the long run. Because there's a bigger picture here, and uh, I mean, if Jr. keeps going and he gets it done, hey, so be it. I just want the ball to go in the basket, man. There it is. He uh, he's got that reputation as like is like a dog out there, right? By the fellow teammates. So it's whenever some of these guys meet him, and a lot of them, I would assume for the first time, Jr. How does how does he come across to to the teammates? Is it is it immediate recognition of of kind of the skill level and the veteran experience? Is is it leadership on the court? I think it's a little bit of uh, I think it's a little bit of everything because he does bring that dog right. Um, he's always been that type of player, 
But at the same time, we need to, JR and the other guys on the team, we need to find each other, especially when guys are open, right? I don't want guys to be too passive. I want guys to be aggressive. But we got to make that extra pass to where it's going to be beneficial for the team as a whole. Because if we do that, I think sky's the limit for us when it comes to us going further and as deep as we can in this tournament. Albuquerque is obviously the link. UNM's obviously the link. But you had people coming in from all over the country. They're getting in at different times. They have the availability to practice at all different times. All over the time. world. What's the... Uh, how do you um, bring a unique situation like this together? Well, it's, it's one of those things where it, it was a little difficult because, like you guys said, there's guys that's coming from all over. There's guys that played over in Europe. There's guys that are in other states. Um, but the common denominator is the fact that it's about global basketball, right? And this is what this state needs, especially being in the summer. I think... This, this could probably carry over into the Lobo, the actual Lobo season, right? Because people are not used to having Lobo basketball in the summer, right? I think this is going to start generating the hype for what's to come for UNM basketball as a whole and also UNM athletics. Um, it, 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 it also comes down to guys buying into the philosophy of, hey, that extra pass, or, hey, I'm going to come over and help my, my teammates. There was a couple guys that took uh, took charges. Like Mathis took a charge, right? That's that's giving up yeah. your body, especially when Mathis isn't knocking down shots. So key moments like that is going to be needed tonight. And I think if we just stay focused and play within our game and get up and down, I'm not saying get up and down and just come down and take shots. I'm saying they got to be great shots, and we got to attack the basket, especially in transition. All right, Coach, last one before we cut you loose. The Enchantment win tonight if they do what? Man, there's a lot of different components that come with that, right? Um, I know I've been telling you guys that Enchantment, we we, we need to play together. If we play together, I can go out with a bang even if we lose, right? Because it all comes down to buying in rebounding tonight because they're so big. And once we get the ball off the defensive glass, we got to go. we got to go. And we got to limit them to one possession, which is going to be key. I was telling the guys a shoot-around today, I don't care. When the shot goes up, find the body and hit them and then go get the rebound because these guys are really long, and if we don't hit them, it's going to be a jumping match that we're not going to win. Kenny Thomas, thank you so very much, brother. Man, I appreciate you guys uh, for having me, man. Um, everybody come out and support. Uh, games at 7 o'clock tonight. Um, just come out. Last night was rocking. I appreciate that. It gave me goosebumps, and it felt good. So nice. people try to come out and support. If not, hey, hopefully we can get through this game tonight and have another one on Thursday. That's how I feel. Rock the pit, Lobo Nation. 7 o'clock tip-off tonight for Team Enchantment, and I look for the 4C to move forward. That's how I feel about it. Coach Thomas, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Hey, just to let you know, I'm here for the next couple months, so if you need me, let me know. Oh, you already know. All right. We I brought your name up today for the Sports Animal Birthday Party, Coach, yeah. so we're going to make sure we get an effort oh, to get you man. out there. You know, you're gonna hey, be... Isn't that weird? You guys are saying Coach. <laughs> <laughs>
Kenny Thomas, thank you. Good dude. Yeah, thank you guys. You guys have a good one. Appreciate you. Good dude. He's good at this thing. He, uh, obviously approachable, obviously relatable, but like you were there at the end of the game when it's, it's, he's not rushing off the court. You know, he's there for the community. Yep. Let's break down that conversation, talk a little bit more TBT whenever we get back. The home run derby was also a banger yesterday. A bunch of updates on the live. And if there's dissension in the NFLPA right now, I want to talk about some stuff because we don't put enough positive stories out there. And I think, I think a big eye opening one came out today, and I'm going to tell you why I think it might change the culture a little bit of the NFL. NBA talk as well. We're two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Penny on Coffee. We play on Team I-9, start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico, spend our evenings at Hollow Spirits. This upcoming weekend, that's where New Mexico's vodka, tell her vodka. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program. Cool move by coach, right? Game, game's like two and a half hours. He's like, yeah, no problem. I'll come on. Absolute pro. I'll tell you what was interesting to me about the game two yesterday was before the game, that whole, because you know me, I, I run around town all day, right? It's Monday morning. I spent all weekend out of town. I was doing my Denver stuff, whatever, RMAC conference, banger of a Hall of Fame induction. As I'm up there, I get back. I got to catch up on everything. Somewhere around town, I'm going to, Whatever. I'm going to Proview. I'm going to Top Golf. I'm going to the Y. I'm doing all these different things. Everywhere I go, hey, you going to that TBT tonight? That thing's going to be the hotness. And I don't know, I don't know where you go. Obviously, we're industry. I didn't see it on any billboards. I didn't see it on any TV. Like, the buzz was just people a-buzzing. Good energy behind that. Good energy. Yeah, I mean, the crowd was raucous. They were really into it. And, hey, hardcore Lobo fan. I don't care how much you love the Lobos, you hate the Aggies more. Because the crowd was giving it to them even during warm-ups. Yeah. The second they entered the court, the second they saw a guy take a shot, like the crowd was really into it. I tell you, I thought it was about 50-50. I thought it was about 50-50. What, passionate guy versus passive guy? Whenever, no, 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 no. 100% passionate guy. But like supporter? About 50-50. You think it was half Aggies? I felt it to be half Aggies when the thing started off. Oh, you're a crazy person. It was probably like 80-20. I don't know if it was that generous. The uh, New Mexico State was well represented. I'm not going to say they weren't. But it was definitely a home court advantage for the enchantment. Definitely a home court advantage. To me, it reminded me of like a... You ever seen like a politician throw out like a first pitch or something? And the crowd base like... Be like right down the middle every time. That's what it felt like to me. Oh, you mean uh, when MLG did the first kick at United last weekend? Exactly like that? Very similar to that. Yeah. And what's interesting, though, is like, say if you're at like Ice Toast Park or whatever, right? Like the supporter section, they're cheering for MLG. Like the luxury boxes might be a little buoy up there. <laughs> and down there at the pit? Hey, because when you're at the pit, you're just at the pit. I don't care if you're wearing work boots. I don't care if you're wearing Louis. Like, it's everyone's at the pit. Right. I felt it, too. You and I sat down next to a couple state fans, pandemic fans, whatever. We sat down next to them, and as we're just throwing jokes the entire time, there was an appreciation all the way around. It was like, oh, this is good entertainment. This is the fun. I was in on it. I was in on it heavy last night. Well, they got a bonus 
I mean, whoever sits next to us at a, a sporting event or some kind of event, you're you're going to get a bunch of free jokes, whether you want them or yeah, not. Yeah, that's a fact. And hopefully you're a good sport about it, and they really were. They really were. Everyone, though, all the time. It's like we're at the pit last night, and, I mean, everyone was, Amory wasn't there. What were you doing, Amory? You watching, you watching the money line in the home run derbies <laughs> that you were doing last night? I did. I watched that, and I watched TBT. You could watch TBT on streaming and your your TVs at home. And you're just yelling into the cloud. You're like, the fix is in for Albert. <laughs> no, I no. And uh, I had a lot of fun watching the Derby, and I caught a little bit of the Derek Jeter thing as well. We watched that. We'll talk about that today as well. That was very good. Albert Pujols in the first round uh, hit exactly 20 more homers than I, I thought he would. You're going to make fun of me, but that's who I picked. That's for the whole I, thing? Uh, yeah, that's yeah, what I bet too. my $10 on, by the way, Fred. But I know we're going to talk about yeah, it today. Well, why would we ever make fun of you for that? That's a very good bet. Historically speaking, he's hit more home runs than Um, Because that's what I do. I pick the most ridiculous bet. And he was plus 2400 It was not ridiculous, actually. He beat loser first overall, uh, Patrick Schwarber, who was, who was number one. Kyle, Peter Schwarber. You're mixing two home yeah, run derby like, participants together. Because neither of them matter because none of them are Albert Pujols. AARP representative Albert Pujols. That's still a great story that he won one round. Heck yeah, it's a great story. And didn't die because he's 50. When he was... You know how hot it is in LA? It was 113 whenever I walked out of Sam's Club today. That's crazy hot. Inside your car? Well, I mean, whatever the t- thermostat thingy is on the blacktop of the car, I don't really know how it works. Okay. But no, it's like legit 102 degrees today. Yeah, it's un- it's unacceptable. And it was that hot yesterday in L.A. It was that hot in L.A.? It was, it was a scorcher. I mean, everyone was talking about it. Because none of those dudes were wearing hats, and I didn't get that. I know later on they did, but like the first two, it's like, what are you doing? Sunscreen technology is way better than it used to be. It, it, yeah, but we're sunglasses, though. Like, that's what the, bro- the brim of the hat is to protect my baby blue eyes, dog. That's the reason Josh Hamilton batted 50 points below his average in day games than he did versus night games. Because he's soft or no, he's hung over. Got baby blue eyes. Just can't no, see. Is that why? I feel him. The blue eyes. I've been there. The blue eyes is what did it. You don't think it was the hangover? I'm pretty sure it's a hangover. How'd Ron Washington do during day games? He do pretty good, too. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. It's not a day game if you don't sleep. It's just still another night game. Nice. Thanks. My thing that's my thing on the Home Run Derby. And by the way, didn't get to watch it live. That sucked. I was at the TBT. That didn't suck. Well, representing the enchantment, baby. I did have the uh, Derby playing on my phone, but the game was so exciting, I missed a lot of the Derby. I also had the Derby up, and I was mostly in when it was St. Louis Cardinal Albert Polos versus future St. Louis Cardinal Juan Soto. <laughs> 15 mil, 500, or 15 years, 500 mil. Are you kidding me? Pay him right now. That is cheap. That's super cheap. That's cheap for top five player in baseball. You could argue he's the best player in baseball. No, the best player in baseball is Albert Polos, and then maybe Juan Soto. Okay. How old is he? Who? Twenty three. Soto's twenty three. Okay, I don't know if that's a Pujols twenty three. Pujols is forty two. Or an no. actual no. Pujols is like no, forty eight. Forty eight. Easy. Yeah. Forty seven. Guys. No, he's forty seven. Forty eight. Inside baseball. Inside baseball. Right here. Yeah. I think I've told you this on air, Amory. You're not familiar. Right before I, I moved here from St. Louis, I was. Oh, I know you're from St. Louis. I was hanging out with a gal, who was allegedly his optometrist at the eye care. And she was like, he is absolutely not 43. There's no way. 
There's, no, he's been, however old he is, he's been four to five years older because when he was 18, correct. he was actually 23. That is 100% true. And it's been he true. He was this born whole... in 1980. Allegedly. Okay. July 16th, I mean, uh, January 16th, 1980. Uh, interesting how the dates are different Sorry. on different websites. Okay. Google Miguel Tejada. Yeah, see how old he is. Google almost every Caribbean player. The point is, he's in his 40s. What's the name of the cat, the pitcher for the Twins? Super old, I mean, not old. Uh, it's all the time. They do it all the time. Who was the last one to come out? That was the, that's who I'm talking about. Yeah, the guy, not only was he older than he was supposed to be, he had a different name. Yeah. Oh, man, what was his name? Patchel Sage. Sa- 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 Patchel, I'm, I'm blowing it up. I'm, I'm screwing up the joke. Satchel Page. Thank you. Well, he was just old, old. He was super old. He's just really good until he was old. And this has been happening forever. Do you remember Danny Almonte? Mm-hmm. This has been happening for literally all time. And the thing about Albert Pujols, to me anyways, is he was so good that it didn't matter. Like, executives were like, oh, hey, we know. But look. Yeah. Look. He's going to be this good when he's 48. Let's grab one real quick. More home run derby talk when we get back. I think it was the most important one of all time. I'll give you the number one reason why. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. All right, back from the break. Hey, Marie, turn your microphone on, please. Hey, you're hosting the morning show tomorrow. Yes, with Robert Buck D. Gibson. What? Okay, hold on. That's a talented guy. Hey, Siri, set a reminder for tomorrow at 6.59 a.m. <laughs> to tune in to A. Marie and Robert Buck D. Gibson on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal here from beautiful and historic Albuquerque, New Mexico, as they bring you sports and sports-adjacent content no wrapped sports around laughter. Oh, only sports? Correct. I mean, we can throw in some sports-adjacent for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Directions not understood. Or what do you call it? Influence? So, Influencer? Uh, we, we are the top sports influencers in town. Oh, okay. I've, I, I'm, I'm slowly starting to understand. We're so busy sports influencing tonight that we have to split up our it's forces a... and wow. sports influence Cause, separately. Because one of us has to be at the TBT and the other one has to be at a super secret all-star game watch party oh, about that. over at Josh Sushan's I wish house. I could go. Hey, 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 hey. Not super Sush- secret anymore. Guy deserves a break, man. He's an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. F- Fausto Carmona? Yep. So he, Actually. He played for the Cleveland Indians, which has been uh, canceled. They've been canceled. I don't know if you know that. So they're now the Cleveland Guardians. By the way, clever name. Look into it. Unless, he, did, he didn't play for the Guardians. No. He played for the Indians. Yes. Yeah. The Indians is their dead name. Correct. Okay. Which is insensitive. Which is insensitive. Unless historically you're referring to something. Right. An actual event, i.e. Fausto Carmona pitching for them. Like, if you're talking about Bruce Jenner in the Olympics, that works. Correct. Yeah. Because that was, that was who competed in the Olympics. That's correct. You don't refer to them as Bruce Jenner now. No. That's a dead name, and that's very insensitive. It's a dead name. Yeah. Fausto Carmona? Correct. Also... Like, more than likely a dead guy's name. So, Fausto Carmona was living a lie. His real name... A couple of them. It was a couple of them. So, he had fake name, fake birthday. Mm-hmm. His real name, Roberto Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Who, as you recall, killed my father. Now, he... I believe you're referring to Inigo Montoya. Ah, my mistake. 
But Fausto Carmona was caught red-handed, and he's he's from the Dominican Republic. Because he didn't go full face-off and change his face with take, somebody. Take his face off. Yes. He just kept the same face. Correct. And that poses a problem when you're trying to be a different person and you have the same face as the old person. Correct. Yeah. Weak. And by the way, get a cooler name. Fausto's pretty cool. Fausto is pretty cool. That's actually. a good that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. So he is an example. Leo Nunez was actually Juan Carlos Ovedo. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of these dudes. Yeah. And this was a thing in the Dominican Republic for a long time where it was like, hey, you play here for a couple of years, get real good, and then we will work out all the numbers to get you fake birthdays, fake passy boys. We'll find you a dead name, and then you give us a little bit of a cut whenever you get over there and make the money. Get to make that money. You got a list in front of you? It, uh, it happens a lot. There's just a few of them I could remember. Okay. I, I couldn't find like a definitive list of all the players. Because they cheated. The, the Dominican Republic, uh, they keep that off the internet. Ah, smart. Smart. So, so they can keep doing it. Right. Yeah. Like Albert Pujols. Isn't even his real name either. It's not actually. Yeah. Are you you're bringing that up right now? Because I didn't know we were going to go there. I'll go there with you. Okay. So Albert Pujols' real name is Jose Alberto Pujols Alicantara. Uh-huh. No one calls him that. That's like if someone called me Manfred. Like no one calls me that. Manfred Fritz Fitzgerald Slow. Yeah, which yeah. I mean that middle one's not correct. Oh, it's not. But David Sampson, who was the president of the Marlins for fifteen years, ish, adjacent, mm-hmm. he's like literally everyone in baseball knows. He famously went on the Dan Lebertard show, which is that still a show? Was that canceled too? They had like no, he was definitely canceled. They had money dispute, to my recall. He was canceled by ESPN. So I think they call that being fired. Quote, there's not one person in baseball, not one executive, who believes our polls is the age he says he is. The amount of fraud that was going on in the Dominican back in the day, the changing of names, birthdays, it would blow your mind. But I'm telling you, it's one of those, if you're good enough, you just overlook it kind of things. Much like Pujols, who stayed good, even though he's two, three, four, five years yeah. older than he says he is, it's impressive how well he played up until just a couple years ago. You think he cheated? When he kind of fell off a cliff. Cheated how? PEDs. I don't. No? No, I don't. Because I'm telling you I'm right, sure he tried really hard. I feel that the best players got to be the best players because they all cheated. Like we're going to talk about that Derek Jeter thing in a little bit. But I feel that it's easy to cheat if you trust the cheating system. And all the guys who got caught cheating... It's because they didn't follow the regimen. I'll give you Roger Clemens Correct. as an example. Roger Clemens knew the cycle. Roger Clemens had to figure it out. No one ever caught Roger Clemens cheating. There's not a positive anything on Roger Clemens. He's a way better cheater. Way better at cheating. Than all the cheaters that got caught. D. Gordon deserved to get paid one time. We, we mention this on the show every time this subject comes up. The D. Gordon thing? The, the Balco guy, Victor Conti, yeah. said publicly, not in secret... The only reason that these guys get busted is if they go off their regiment. Yeah, they're lazy at cheating. Number one, they're lazy at playing baseball. That's why they're cheating. Number two, they're lazy at cheating because they're lazy. Not right. Albert Pools. Hey, do you remember Albert Pools was like, I'm going to play third baseman for the Cardinals. And they were like, no, because if you have to throw it across the diamond, you'll screw your shoulder up. So you're actually a first baseman. Go hit dingers, whatever your real name is. Mm-hmm. 
whatever your real name and age is. Yes. Yeah. By the way, are you AARP yet? Yeah. Or okay. By the way, can you meet with every player of Caribbean, Cuban, Puerto Rican, Dominican descent and convince them to come play for our team? And he would do it. He was a stud. Miguel Tejada? Should have had him years ago. Fooled my Astros. Should have had him. Raphael for call. Before you keep running the list, let's grab one. Let's do it. And break it down just a little bit more. We're going to bump the Leonard Fournette segment. The truth on Leonard Fournette is he's too fat. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Hey, Murray. We got any uh, we got any tickets to give away next hour? Anything going on? Uh, yeah, I do. I uh, I don't know if anyone's a big fan of uh, Wiz Khalifa. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Big Pittsburgh guy. I wonder if he's upset about Heinz Field. You could ask him August second. We got we got how many? Four, four tickets to Wiz Khalifa. We're gonna give those away. I don't know. Next segment. Let's yeah. do that next segment. Yeah. Give away all four at once or two twos? All right. Let's give away two twos. But also, if you're super cool, <laughs> are we doing like a call in? Ooh, how do you want to do it? Let's talk this one out on air. Find out. A little production. Who real? Uh, uh, Albert's real age. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> All in with the answer. <laughs> Any number between his claimed age of 42 and 100 will be accepted. Do not know. We'll do that at 5 o'clock. So when we come back, we'll do a little reminder on that. Giving away some Wiz Khalifa tickets. That's over at Live Nation. August the 2nd, these are some GA boys. So if you guy already got like a group of friends going and you're like on the fence about it, well, here's the thing. You can stand next to the fence with the tickets that we give you because it's GA. It's a great deal. I went out to, I went out to Isleta for Backstreet Boys. Have you guys seen Backstreet Boys in concert? No. Okay. Did I didn't know Backstreet lady? was back. Yeah, they're did back. Did you take your lady, All or right. did you just go for funsies? Took my lady, obviously. Smart. And Backstreet Boys is just banger after banger after banger. There's not a single song from Backstreet Boys that wasn't a chart topper. Not one. That they performed. Did that? I, it, I'm, I'm sure they had a lot on their albums that weren't chart, top, chart toppers, because the logistics of putting every song on the radio. Well, I mean, when you have like a label behind you, isn't it like easier to do that? Like, I understand how labels work, and they can make anything a chart like a chart topper. Did they do Bye Bye Bye? I believe that's Man. in sync. Yeah, I believe that's in Respect sync. Greatness. All right. What what about It's Gonna Be Me? Did they do that one? Oh, boy. <sighs> Again. What? All right, here are the Wiz Khalifa banger. I'm going to name a Wiz Khalifa song. You tell me if it's a banger, okay? Did Justin Timberlake like look good in person? Did he, did he age a lot? Or so they're not going to get, like, NSYNC is not going to get back together. One of them doesn't need to do it. <laughs> but the Backstreet Boys, on the other hand. They got bills. Well, and that's the thing. If they called Justin Timberlake and they were like, Justin Timberlake, we can make a million dollars. And then Justin Timberlake would go, making a million dollars isn't cool. Making a billion dollars is. What? What? Why are you quoting social network lines, Justin? Just be you around us. Is your concert schedule? I mean, can it work around the Memphis Grizzlies schedule? Yeah. <laughs> can it work around your impossibly perfect life and and in beautiful existence. Can I work around that, Justin? Wiz Khalifa songs. Uh, this one, See You Again is a banger. 
That's an absolute banger. Sucker for Pain, banger. Shell Shock, banger. Young, Wild, and Free, banger. Ooh, I know that one. I only know we own it because it was in Fast and the Furious, but it's a banger. The Thrill, banger. Black and Yellow, obviously. Okay, low-key. I'm going to go to this concert. Like, I didn't know I was going. I'm going now. What about you... Work Hard, Play Hard? Isn't that what Oh, banger. Gonna... Put it on there. The 2011 Rolling Papers, highly underrated. Highly. It's probably rated about perfect. I don't know a lot of his music personally. So we decide what we're going to do. Like the first two people to call in get two tickets. Let's do that. We'll do that when we get back. Yeah. Ooh, hey, the first two? I mean, what do you, you want to I mean, like hang out? It. No, let's do it. Let's give them away fast. No, but do you you want to answer a bunch of calls or you just want to take the first two? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I want the first two. We're making it easy on you. Hey, producing radio is not easy. Also, we've built a culture where we don't take enough calls, but we're really appreciative of the friends of the show. It's this stupid, really interactive live chat and stuff we do. I don't know if uh, Amory is as stringent as Vital is. Hey, that's true. You let no. him through? Yeah. Just the good ones, though. Vital straight hangs up on people. I know. He's like, nope. Like 10 seconds. Grab one where we get back. Wiz Khalifa tickets and top of the hour. Two men on. 95.9 FM. AM 610. The Sports Animal. Just uh, just having a little moment right there. Use your words, Avery. Uh, get your whiz tickets. <laughs> 505-246-0610. Giving away. buttons over here. Giving away Wiz Khalifa tickets. Two of them for the lawn. Someone did call during the break and was did, like, did you who's get Wiz Khalifa? No, he doesn't oh, want they them. They said, who's Wiz Khalifa? Nice. And but guess what they were thinking you're really giving them away too what? the united game oh, like i'll take united tickets i'm like no <laughs> no away. no really <laughs> we're giving wiz khalifa tickets wiz khalifa tickets <laughs> call the program we got them for you <laughs> august the 2nd august the 2nd is the date on that 505-246-0610 get your wiz khalifa catch them before the rapper wiz khalifa i always thought the wiz khalifa was the <laughs> world's largest pile of processed cheese. Wiz. Okay. Wiz Khalifa. Mm-hmm. Phones are going crazy over there. Poor Emory. That's a mix of Cheese Wiz and the Burj Khalifa. If you didn't get any of those references. No, no one got that. Not a single person. And that's a smart audience, too. <laughs> it's unfortunate for you. Yeah, so smart they don't know who Wiz Khalifa is. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Because he's from Pittsburgh. Live golf. Ooh, we. Live golf is kind of going all out there, huh? <clears throat> your boy's got some theories. Give me your theories. Okay. Saudi Arabia has all the money in the world, UAE has all the money in the world. Right. Why. Do they choose golf? They could choose any number of things to take over. Why golf first? Because this is like the practice round for taking over real important stuff in the world. So first, Saudi Arabia goes after golf because they saw PGA as a soft target. We're going to go for this one first. Do you say soft target? And and next is like... The movie industry. Well, no, because that one's a little different. Because 
I think the reason you're targeting golf is because number one, it's a monopoly. Number one, it's the way it exists business wise. It's got no com- competitor. Mm-hmm. It can take advantage of its labor force. It's kind of all those obvious regular things. Did you give away all those tickets already? <laughs> I mean, I gave away two. Oh, okay. okay, two more. We can give away two more if you like. It's it, but people like I love they love chatting with me. Sorry to interrupt this conversation, but Chris. Our first winner was just... Congrats to Chris, friend of the show, Chris. Yeah, he was yeah. trying not to curse with excitement. I was like, dude, you're not on air right <laughs> not now. Not on air, you, you can curse all you want. <laughs> My favorite part is as you're talking to Chris, which, I mean, took more than a moment on the phone. you got to get some information, explain, and change pleasantries, the weather, obviously. Probably give you a betting line to see the phone lines lighting up. <laughs> we should give away the other two. 505-246-0610, A. Murray. Giving away Wiz Khalifa tickets. She's the best. I'll tell you what. So, if, you, if you didn't get your hand on either set of tickets today. Do it tomorrow? Give away two more tomorrow. I love that. How about that? Let's give away two tomorrow. We'll give away two the next day. Give away two Friday. Let's do them all. They're all the, to Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. Also, Amory keeps hanging up on people, so. <laughs> I don't know. T- keep calling. Technology over here. 505-246-0610. So, well, what you're talking about, is it's an easy target is the PGA because the reason they've been so successful in the way they're doing it is there's no alternative. Right. Right. The reason that they can run the house is because no one's challenging the house. So when Liv shows up and Liv is like, we're actually going to pay a competitive wage. And you're like, Fred, competitive. And also, if you at me with any sort of Saudi Arabian, any sort of pro to any sort of apologist, you're not hearing the concept here. By the way, everything's crooked. Like, don't for a second think it's not. Like, this is, we're at a point now in capitalism where you're not going to find anything clean all the way through. It's just not going to happen with anything. It never has. Never has. Never has. So, that's why this was such an easy target, which is what you're talking about. Like, why does this group of Saudi oligarchs decide that we're going to go get this one? Number one, moves the meter. This is the story. This is the big one. But are you incorrect in thinking, yeah, there's going to be a live-style takeover of yeah, name, what, other sport? What's next? Does it even have to be sports? Could be some other industry, some other uniquely American monopoly megalith. Like It could be something huge that they go after next. Is it Hollywood? Is it the NBA? Mm-hmm. What is it? What could it be? Well, and you know the way that like Saudi Arabia, like I'm going to use the word oligarch Are they going to fund Amtrak? Dog. They kind of already do. Mm. They fund Boeing. They're, they're, Saudi Arabia is a big ownership in Boeing. Like, that's airplanes. That's such a funny word. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, in the, if, if I had to pick an obvious one, because you know I always lean this way anyways, pro wrestling. Like, if, if Saudi were to put together a, hey, we're going to pay you and give you health insurance and make sure your CTE doesn't demise you and your family in the future, heck yeah, they could do it. Does AEW not do that either? No. Oh. I thought AEW is supposed to be the healthy, modern alternative. Yeah, it definitely, definitely packaged that way. Compared to? That's it. It's, so it's... Um, By comparison, it's better. Yeah, it's like if, if, if AEW stepped up to the plate, they could have hit a home run. They, just, they only hit a triple. And a triple's still really good. It's still good. You always want a triple. Yeah. Little sack fly. I feel like everyone needs to stop calling Amory. <laughs> Are the tickets given away yet, Amory? She's on the phone still. There's so many calls. You want to talk sports and sports adjacent content? We no, got- <laughs> no calls. You want to talk Wiz Khalifa? All the tickets are gone. Oh, all the tickets are gone. <laughs> okay. People love free tickets. People love Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. But people love free stuff. I will do anything for a free t-shirt. At remotes, 
At remotes, we still have a giveaway DVDs and CDs, and people like, oh, it makes their day. That's true. Oh, finally. The best of Garth Brooks on DVD? There's nowhere else I could easily get this accessibly. Those go fast. They do go fast. It's yeah. hard to get Garth Brooks music, actually. What? On, are you messing with me? He's not on Spotify or anything. Where's he at? I don't know. Amazon? He's on, uh, you know where I get him? Serious. He has a channel. Oh, he does. What's yeah. the uh, the statue limitations from you stealing from your own live remote? No one wanted that one wrestling movie. Didn't you take it just for for giggles? Like there's some some DVD at one of our giveaways. I'm at assuming Bourbon you're Roots. talking to Fred. Yeah, he's so you're talking to me about a DVD of the Wrestler, which is a very good wrestling movie. It's got Mickey Rourke, but here's, no, not that. It's like some cheesy WWE production with oh some, yeah some offbeat wrestler. You're right. That that's the only thing that didn't get yeah. <laughs> awarded. Was, no, no one wanted, no one wanted it. it. And Fred was like. Is that a wrestling thing? No, I didn't take it, though, because I don't own a DVD oh, player. I thought you took it as a joke because you didn't own a DVD player. Where would I put a DVD? Just, like, frame it? Put it on your your mantle, maybe? Like my one record? Yes. Exactly that vibe. At my house, Amory, if you go to my house, there's one record. What's the story Morning Glory by Oasis? And that's it. That's the only record I own. And it just, it's for show. This is the best album of all time. It's perfect, beginning to end. Everything about it. Yeah. It's the best pop album ever produced. There's a limited amount of perfect 10 albums. Correct. Oasis's What's the Story, Morning Glory, just so happens to be one of them. Happens to be on the list. I'm not saying Oasis is the greatest band of all time. Today's I-9 Varsity is the I-9 Varsity of top 10, uh, a perfect 10 albums. Perfect 10 albums? Okay, you're in on this one, Amory? Yes. Perfect 10 albums, we'll do that at 6 o'clock. Right at 6 Wiz Khalifa tickets are gone. Who yes. are our big winners? Chris and who? Uh, Chris and Rhett. Rhett! Let's Rhett. go! All right. LFG, I appre- Rhett. I appreciate Rhett, too, because he gave me his nickname, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I gave you the wrong yeah. name, and like, I, it's hard to spell. And I was like, it's okay. What's your name? Big Big Rhett. No, I, I, I didn't even know. I couldn't even understand what he was saying. And did you just pick up the tickets here at the front desk? No, Is no, it no. a will call thing? The e-transfer. We do the e-transfer. It's the e-transfer? That's way smarter. Since COVID-19, it's way easier. You can do a, an a e-transfer with your nickname. I believe that's true. Yeah. You just need the proper email address. You know what you do have to do? You have to get like the Ticketmaster app. That is part of it. So yeah. you got to have a smartphone. We're living in the future, man. So you your email could be... Longdong69420. Should not still at, be your adult email. At Hotmail. And the tickets will still transfer. So don't worry about a nickname. Don't worry about a nickname. <laughs> Rhett. They were both pumped about Wiz Khalifa. Though. Heck yes, they nice. are. Nice. Also, Good. if you see my six foot six rear end there, come say hi. I'll be with my super either excited friend or my putting up with a girlfriend. Not sure which. <laughs> It'll be a good night. I didn't realize how many hits Wiz Khalifa had. Now I want to go. Only only music I knew Wiz Khalifa is the Young, Wild, and Free song. Which is a banger. And then when he features in an artist I actually like. That Charlie Puth. That, that's his big banger. Charlie Puth? That See You Again song? Charlie, isn't that the, the backup for the Detroit Lions in the 80s? <laughs> uh, Charlie Puth? Isn't that, isn't that right? I believe the cat's name is Charlie Puth. Is that not correct? Let me look this up. It is Charlie Puth. I know. You don't even have to look it up. I didn't say you were wrong. It's from The Fast and the Furious because he's like, it's been a long time. But it's like that. It's really good. It's a banger song because at the end, because that's when Paul Walker dies. You remember that's when we created the Paul Walker shot? Aww. 
to pay homage to Paul Walker. By the way, bartenders out there, be nice to your patrons or they will order Paul Walker oh, shots. Oh, gosh, do not serve that. I, actually, I think in New Mexico it's too many liqueurs at once. You can't serve it. Oh, hey, are you trying to give me emotional right now? This one hits. It's been a There's Charlie. Duh. That's Charlie? All right, I don't want to get depressing. It's like no, 5 it's... o'clock. We're going to have work. This is... Hey, but also, could, when Vin Diesel... consider it uplifting. Vin Diesel pulls up next to the car with Paul Walker. And in RL, Paul Walker is not alive. Uh-huh. But in canon, Paul Walker is alive. Uh-huh. And his body double, who's his brother, is playing the role in Fast and the Furious. And he gives the little hand thing. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like, like you weirdo Volkswagen bug drivers. The 12 o'clock? Yeah. 12 o'clock on the steering wheel? <sighs> Such a good song. Also, is Charlie Puth going to be at this concert? Family. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater's changing the game. Talk about that whenever we get back. This I'm being serious right here. No hyperbole. As far as off-season like, commentary and contribution to the game. It's a big deal. Big deal. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. I appreciate the friends of the show because it's a funny bit to keep calling Amory after the Wiz Khalifa tickets are gone. Stop calling Amory. Stop calling well, at five. They want to call and talk to the boys. I understand, but they want to just call and talk to me, which people do sometimes. It's nice, but you know we just want to entertain y'all. That's all we want. So do not call five zero five two four six zero six ten. For Wiz Khalifa tickets. For Wiz Khalifa tickets. you got to wait till tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Have some patience. Please have some patience. But also, Amory will answer the phone. If I... <laughs> when you People like to chat, though. They like, have to, they like to have like a full-on conversation with me. Yeah. Sometimes they just want to ask a bunch of random questions. They're like, all right, see mm-hmm. you later. Hey, Marie, is Fred really as tall as he says he is? Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> We're at the pal- People are surprised by my height, too. You're not short. No. No. You wear big hair, too. Big hair. Also, you got big hoop personality, and that's a thing, too. Yeah, swag. She got it's that BHP. BHP. Yeah. You wear that around. Yeah. We're at the game last night. It's me, Van, and Robert Gibson, and we're, you know how we are. We're three little ducklings in a row. It doesn't matter who's leading when we're going somewhere. <laughs> Uh, more than a fair share of friends of the show. Sure. But it's, hey, two men on. Yeah. Well, that's F three yeah, men on. F yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't have that brand. Like, we're not the F yeah guys. No. Well, we're not those either. Yeah, we are not not those. Yeah. By the way, friends of the show, we're very approachable. Oh, my gosh. Like, we're super nice. Yeah. I mean, you I see pre- us in public. You give us a dap. You can say hello. To be honest, I'm only pretending to be on my cell phone. You can ask a question. Don't ask to play with Robert's hair, though. That's weird. That is weird. You can't run your fingers through Robert's hair. Stop it. Stop it. It's weird. Super weird. weird if you ask me. (laughs) Just don't touch Amory. Don't touch anyone. Oh, it's the age of consent. Let's not touch anyone. How about that? Age of consent. Hard yes on don't touch anyone. I hate being touched. But I will. Hey, handshake. And regular handshake, by the way. I'm super Midwest. I just do the regular handshake. Palm on palm, boy. That's all it is. Yeah. What else do you need from me? Now, if you want to, like, do a deal with Van or whatever, like a Carlsbad connection that I don't know about, I get it. You guys are weird. Do your thing. I know a lot of hand jive, too, though, so 
People bring their A game for handshakes with me. Yeah, that's true. I like to sneak in a brave heart. I could do some hand jive. I could do the half hug. I'm pretty open to that stuff. Fred, though. No. Stick your hand out like a man. And I'll correct it on the spot. I'll correct it like my father did. I'll say junior. You do slide in one of those MJ finger tickles every <laughs> once in a while, though. Little Michael Jackson. So, friend of the show, if he gives you the, the, the signal, the palm tickle, it's on. You're in the, you're in the mix, then. Yep. Here's, I'm not trying to pretend to be someone I'm not. And the reason I say it in that way, Teddy Bridgewater went out there. Teddy Bridgewater, who's been a quarterback for what, like 25 of the 30 teams in the NFL or something? Is he with the Dolphins now? Is that right? He is. The answer is yes. Yes. He went to social media yesterday, and he says, I guess it would have been today. He went to social media today. And he says, hey, y'all, um, go ahead and stop pretending to be tough. Stop pretending to be quote-unquote gangsters. You're barely football tough. And he, he gives a diatribe, a diatribe. Quote, tired of seeing football players portray this tough guy image or pretend he's gangsta. You went to school, attended those classes, and some even got college degrees. So don't wait until you inherit this legal money from the league to decide that you want to be tough or portray a street image. Because it's kids that's looking up to everything we do. Yep. Ooh, we, boy. That's the big one right there. He says there may be a few in the NFL who are really about that life, but, quote, 98.5% are only football tough. Or First of all, like uniquely specific, that percent. Yeah, 1.5%. Is he Bernie Sanders fan? It's nice. Not the top 1.5% of professional football players are mm. actual gangsters. Quote, kids, don't be fooled. You can play ball, do the right thing, and they're still going to accept you. Look at me. I'm far from perfect, but I choose the ball route. I can still go to the hood and post up, and it's all love. I still keep the same three dudes around me. My people accept me for making all the right decisions and not falling victim or being tricked by the false image you see on the Instagram from a lot of ball players. Choose your path. Can't do both. Boom. Dang. Cue John Cena music. Do, 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 do. Hey, you know what's gangster? Louisville, it went hard. Ask Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> you know what's gangster? What's that? Sticking your neck out and doing that. Duh. That is gangster. Hey, you know what's gangster? Calling out your own people and their own toxic culture. That took balls. You know who has giant balls? Gangsters. Teddy Watt and Teddy Bridgewater are not familiar with like his social media or with his life. Teddy Bridgewater is going to the communities that he's from and helping. Leads men. That's hey, so important. And by the way, that's a lot of communities to help because he's played on every freaking team. Them. He's helped a lot of communities. That's his jam. <laughs> that's a super jam. You and I get out of, I would say, a bit. And we do a fair amount of things at and around this city, the surrounding cities. You're right. In an effort to help those that we can help, right? Truth. And I tell you what, the positive attention garnered from it, like going to work in these camps and doing this fun stuff, we get paid in high fives. Mm -hmm. That's worth way more money than actual money that I could get from making weird, poor decisions. You are very correct. <sighs> There's a bunch of stuff here from Teddy Bridgewater, like delivering U-Hauls full of bikes to communities, toys for kids. I'm about that life. 
You know what life I'm not about? Greg Robinson life. Like, I'm not about pretending to be a gangster because you saw a gangster movie that was cool. Hey, we were just talking Fast and the Furious. I don't peel out of the parking lot at the movie theater. Don't pretend. You did on the first Fast and the Furious, so don't lie. I was 16. That's not my fault. I was just a kid. <laughs> I could have better role models like Teddy Bridgewater. Yes. I did not. Also, super bad handle, Teddy B H 2 O. It's very good. Smart. It's a good name. Smart. You know what his job title is on his website? Neighborhood Hope Dealer. Oh, I love it so much. Same. I love it so much. I mean, and this is a culture that, like, what you do with your time, what you do with your money, how are you impacting your community? Mm -hmm. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. It's not like Gran Torino, old man slow on his front porch in his rocking chair. Oh, look at the way they dress. Can you believe how they do their hair? I can't believe kids these days. Oh, my God. The world's going to pot. That's not what he's. That's Go not what he's. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what he's talking about. What he's talking about is having an impact on your community. Yeah, go positive. Yes, he's not the the crotchety old man yelling at the clouds. No, he's like he already makes a real impact on his community. He's led by example, and he's upset that his community hasn't followed his example. So now it's his turn to call them out. I love it. I love sticking your neck out. From the live chat, friend of the show, Craig, says hello, but also updates us on his stolen car. Oh, my goodness. Not not found yet. Poor Craig. I know who didn't steal it. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. I s- <laughs> From the live text, 505-246-0610. There's a lot of Amory love right now. Oh, thank you, guys. Girls. Are you not being presented correctly, like elsewhere on the station? Do you yeah, mean? I am. Okay. I'm going to say. I got love from AM to PM. Is it- <laughs> nice. Super sweet. Those are my two favorite Tylenols. Your next comedy album, Love from AM to PM. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good name for an album. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> comedy albums to me are kind of unique, too. I have one coming out. Like a full, like how long? One hour? Uh, Nope. It's going to be like 30 minutes. That's super sweet, though. Like physical copies? Are you going to do physical yep. copies? I might, just for funsies. You should. Can you do a vinyl? I'll buy a vinyl. Ooh, a vinyl would be cool. I never thought about it. that. I'm, I'm going to check the pricing, but uh, yep, finishing it up I got in one... September. It's called Name Three Players. Okay. Is that because people question your sports knowledge? All the time. That's a clever name. Thank you. You're also a feminist, but they don't ask you to name every woman in the history of the world. Do they do that? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> it would be hard for me like to be you, obviously, because, number one, you're funny and talented and capable, and I don't know what those things are like. <laughs> but if someone were to be like, I, what I think what I'm going to do is question your core knowledge on your chosen profession, I'd be like, are you, are you, are you dead A serious right now? <laughs> well... JJ, Jeff, and I's favorite in the morning is someone will call in, and this caller will call in and be like, he'll only quiz me on, like, women's sports from the early 90s. Like, no other sports. Were there any? And I don't know if I'm more of, 
offended by that but i'm like okay how old was i yeah. and um and it's weird it, but it's, it's weird though because it's only like early 90s like women i don't know he so obviously cheryl miller but then who else <laughs> there's like no one name all the women american gladiators go <laughs> electra <laughs> nitro oh that was a man as a dude sorry but great thank you for hair the though for some stand-up shout out to you to all you people out there quizzing me you know, you know, when we get a lot is, um, it's cool. You have a show. It's not for me. Yes. No, we get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We super get it. That the station on purpose has two drastically different shows. Yes. They have one that's very good in the morning and then they have us. And they have ours. Sports and sports adjacent. <laughs> yeah. That's. Or what do you influencer? We're both. I'll try we're to, both. I'll try to remember. Sorry. Try to put the I know fun, we're a team here. We're trying to put the fun back in fanatic. We're two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Okay, so I'm like a pro at this thing, so I don't know if this is like a humble brag. Actually, I want your guys' opinion. How do you do at the office first thing in the morning after a long night? Like, is that a thing that comes easily to you or is that like hard? I'm a pro. I'm a um, pro as well. I just, I just do it. Yeah, you kind of just like do it, right? Wake up, take a cold shower, have a cup of coffee, go to business. Shower's key. Because there's not another option. No. Like you have a late night, you still got stuff you got to do the next day. Yep. Juan Soto won the home run derby last night. He got to L.A. at about 1.30 in the morning, day of. Why, you ask? Because the team who he didn't agree to a long-term extension with, Uh would not book him a private plane. Would not? The Nationals refused to charter your boy a flight. So he had to fly Probably southwest. Yeah. Want to get away? Yes, from the Nationals. (laughs) Yeah, and he's going to. Forever. Welcome to San Diego, San Francisco, or possibly St. Louis. There's no possibly about it. It's 100% St. Louis. That's the last straw, right? Yes, it's the last straw. I mean, the Nationals are probably holding out hope that they'd say the right thing or get the right guy in the room or some miracle might happen where he's like, you know what? Give me that contract back. I want to be a National. But then you refuse to get him a, a friggin' plane to wear – your jersey to wear your hat. They're not smart. At the home run derby and win the home run derby. Bye. I don't know a ton about DC, the area, but here's what I do know. A lot of people there. I don't know how the Washington Nationals didn't set up in a way to where they find just like a townie for Juan Soto to fall in love with and just try to be here forever. Yeah. Like you wasted four years. Like, you could have... Well, they did win the World Series championship. Well, that was pretty fortunate of them. Yeah. <laughs> but what they didn't do That's was it. introduce him to a business group that would have tricked him into investing into some franchise chicken restaurants mm-hmm. so that he needed to stay because that's where his life is. Couldn't go anywhere. Couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. That's what you have to do, baseball. What you don't do is scream out loud, you're never going to trade Juan Soto up until a week ago. And now it's all the talk. And by the way, since you're already out the door, we're sit- hey, you're going to L.A.? We don't expect you to ever come back. We're not going to send our plane out there. It'll have to come back empty. Trade you while you're gone. 
So congratulations, Juan Soto. And the St. Louis Cardinals. He's the first player on the Live Baseball Tour. Yeah, duh. <laughs> with this new $6 billion contract. Dog, he's going to get 500 mil on 15 years. This is so mismanaged by the Washington Nationals. So stupid. That he's going to be so disgruntled, the trade cost is going to go down. Because you don't have to give him your best because you know he's gone. They wouldn't even get him an airplane to try to appease him to go represent their organization in the home run derby. All the teams that are drooling over one of the best players in baseball, they're just going to be like, oh, oh, they wouldn't even get him a plane? Yeah. Okay, we don't have to trade him this blue chip prospect. Nope. It's like, oh, so he's mad because he had to wait because he got into town at 1.30 in the morning and still woke up and won the home run derby. Okay, we don't have to give him the international draft pool money. Cross that out. You remember they're going to be like, "Hey, they're off." Listen, St. Louis is going to offer you five hundred million in fifteen years. We're going to offer you five hundred and one million in fifteen years. And Juan Soto is going to say, "Do you remember when you made me hitchhike across the country?" Yeah. No. I didn't know. I didn't just graduate with my liberal arts degree. I was going to the home run derby. <sighs> and St. Louis is like, "Oh, you're hitchhiking." All aboard! <laughs> hey, he's about to have enough money. He could buy his own plane. Duh. The Juan Soto Express. Give me the Ric Flair treatment. Go wherever you want. Duh. Limousine riding? There's not a better way to show off the uh, $400. <laughs> hey, is that a limousine? Oh, that guy must have $400. <laughs> That's sweet. Self-made hundred air. Yeah, what do you do? Dang. Hey. There could be four guys in there. That's like a hundred bucks a pop. That's a deal. What? Hey, <laughs> per hour. <laughs> and Juan is like, hey, commercial coach, first don't matter. I'm just going to mash dongs. Don't even care. I'm out here mashing dongers. Winning ships over his childhood hero, Albert Pujols. Yeah. We definitely know he doesn't have a peanut allergy. No. Because he flew coach. Duh. With all the plebeians. That's us, the sorry people, the three of us. We all fly coach. When's the last time you guys sat first class? March. That's more recent than I thought you were going to say. <laughs> it's been a minute for me. Don't you don't you hate it, our hype, Fred, though? Like, sometimes Kyle and I go a little splurge just so we can have room. I The only times I've flown first class. If I, we have a long flight. I did not pay myself. Those are the only times I've been first class. Uh, once I got upgraded because of reasons, and the last time, it's a great story, can't tell the whole thing on here, the last time I sat in first class was because I befriended a Tina Turner impersonator on a plane to Japan, and I sat in first class with her. Okay, that you can't leave us on the cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. I'll, tell, I'll give you the long yeah. version right, later. Break. Long story short, international timelines don't apply the way you think they do. <laughs> So we have enough time for that story when we get back. We're two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico, spend our evenings at Hollow Spirits, and the weekend is for New Mexico's Vodka, Teller Vodka. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. DeAndre Ayton signed his max deal with the Suns, so free agency is officially over in the NBA. The Lakers don't have any players, but the free agency is officially over. Where are they going to find all these players? There are none. 
All gone. The live tour. Hey, congratulations. Hometown kiddo, Nolan Perry. From Carlsbad. Carlsbad High School senior. Drafted by the Toronto Blue Jays. Let's go. 12th round. Heck yeah. He assigned to go to Texas Tech. I bet he goes to college. Seems like that type of kid. Texas Tech. What part of this Texas in that? That's on the west side? That's uh, way west Texas in Lubbock. Okay. So there is oil money there. You get an NIL deal. You go to Texas Tech. Correct. That's what you do. Yeah. And you get drafted in an extra. He's an absolute stud. He's going to be a super high pick. Well, no, he's got to go. You have to play at least two years? No. You can get drafted every year. Mm-mm. That's not correct? No. You have to play two years. There's a time played or age oh, okay. for the MLB draft. I think he's got to go to Texas Tech for two years now. So let me get this right. You can come out of high school, but you can't come out of college? You can come out of high school, but you can't leave your freshman year of college. Oh, okay. Today I learned. I didn't make the rules. I think it used to be three, and it just changed to two. You think in the NFL? No, okay. I'm not. I'm in on that. NBA free agency is over. Seven of the guys that were regularly in the rotation for the Lakers last year, not signed. No one. No one's got them. Literally no one. The players that regularly played for the Lakers, they're not on teams. There was a chance for them to be on teams. They are not on teams. Is there a senior NBA where all those Lakers players can play? The Live. That's the thing with the Live, too. Where it's like like Sergio Garcia just signed with the Live like five minutes ago. When's the last time you saw Sergio Garcia on a PGA event? Being serious. I remember the year after I graduated high school, they had that special night match with Sergio Garcia and Tiger Woods. That was 21 years ago. So a long time. Sergio Garcia hasn't been relevant in a minute. Nope. Still can golf his balls off, though. Can he? Because he's not on TV. And that the live is like, hey, don't worry. We'll just we'll just keep paying you. Even though, like... He, he's still on the PGA. Is yeah. he? Yes. Yeah. He Even played. If he, yes, he's still playing. Oh, I haven't seen him on TV. But he continues to get cut. This is not a bit I'm doing right now. I'm saying, like, him... You telling me he's on there is a surprise to me because I've not seen him on my TV or on a leaderboard. No. But if you can go to live and get paid, go. He keeps showing up and making cuts and golfing on Sunday, but it's always like in between 20th and 40th place. Good for him. Yeah. That's not worth the amount of money. The 20th to uh, 40th PGA golfer What does that mean? At the is open, the best you've ever seen in your life. At the Open, he was uh, 68th. There you go. This past weekend. So that's very bad. Um, Compared to the whole world... That's excellent. Yeah, I was going to say. Compared to the 67 people in front of him, it's not great. He finished minus two, which is better than... So he's an aggressive mediocre is what I'm hearing. That's what you guys are saying. Yes, but he is annoying. And negative. I don't like negativity. I like that energy of not liking negativity. Why are you being so negative about negativity? (laughs) Hey, but good for him. Hey, you know what two negatives make? Activity? A positive. Oh, okay. So he is signing his... And that's the thing about the live, where it's about to take all the guys that are just in the mix, but they're not even in the mix. Sergio Garcia is not in the mix. And they're like, hey, we'll put you over here for some money. You got some name value, I guess. But then what's the PGA going to do? Hey, here's the thing. There's thousands of guys who are Sergio Garcia good. 
thousands. Yeah. You're just going to go get them. I would say hundreds, but we get into this all the time. Tide six. And this is. Loser. Oh, by the way, Lobo fans, sweet deal for Lobo football. Oh, get that. What is yeah. that? Get two tickets to all six home games. What? Okay? Shut up. Special deal. Contact your boys. I'll hook you up. Turquoise section, $8.25 a game. That's bonkers. There's only 15 of these deals left. Silver section, $139. Less than $12 a game. 120 of these left. Go to sportsanimalabq.com. Click the Sweet Deal logo. Now, that's a sweet deal. So here's the thing about sweet deals. Me and you cannot buy them. What? Yeah, no, it's real. Oh, we have press passes. <laughs> well, there is that. Yeah. But on the website where the sweet deals are, which, by the way, if you don't do those, do those. You, It's super good value on stuff. But the sweet deals, you're set. It's not, You don't even have to worry about it no more. You could just get like a set up a fake name and email. Like, I would like two sweet deals for Fausto Carmona, please. That's okay. You know what we do a good job about, too? Callbacks. Well, there's that. But with the sweet deals, like when like we know what section you're in. We know where your tickets are at. Like when we're at the games, we just swing by. And say hi. Yeah, it's kind of cool. 505-246-0610. We'll just stop by and say hi anyways. Hey, also. Even if you're not at the game. Yeah. If I'm not busy, I'll meet you at the Arby's on San Mateo. And also if you hey, don't. Marie, will you look up if there's an Arby's on San Mateo? I'm I would sure assume there is. There is. I think yeah. there's a Denny's. Okay. There's definitely a Denny's or an Arby's. Okay, Denny's is way safer. Let's go there. Yeah, moon's over my vanny. <laughs> but it, all, if you don't want us to hang out with you at the Lobo game or come by and say hi, then don't buy the sweet deal. Wait, hold on. No, no, no. You should still buy the sweet deal. Oh, okay. We just won't go by. Gift it to your enemy. Ooh. And then they'll get the punishment that you feel like they deserve, which is exposure to us who hates us vincent buy the sweet deal for vincent living rent free we'll have to go uh hang out with him (laughs) three hours every saturday god that'd be the worst sergio is gone all these mid-level guys are gone you said the best broadcaster went to live yeah who's this cat best obviously is subjective okay but the most entertaining and there's no cha- no challenge here whatsoever. David Faraday. I don't. I'm not familiar with his. Well, he's, he's had a very modest career, but he had a TV show on the Golf Channel from 2011 to 2020, and he is beloved by the golf community. Yeah, David Faraday is hilarious. He's a great interviewer. His golf commentary is spot on. He's like entertainment. He's he's the two men on of golf commentators, really. Oh, like, oh my god! Yeah. So like people who actually love golf don't care for him at all. No, 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 no. People he bridges the divide in between people who love golf and don't love golf, like we do. People who love sports and don't love sports, we're that glue in the middle. Because of one really good Wiz Khalifa yeah. segment. I mean, we're the perineum of sports entertainment. Hold on, let me Google yeah. that. We're the space between. Amory, hey, go to the Google. Yeah. What is perineum? Also known as the taint, or the huff, or the gooch. Not familiar with that. That's where uh, sports adjacency lies. We're the perineum of sports talk. So they had the best broadcast now? And Ch- what Chuck, this is not real. Chuck Barkley is going to be a broadcaster for the live? He, he meets with them tomorrow. Yes. Shut up. Amory is correct. Barkley and Faraday, if they are the live's commentators, I'm in 100%. That's Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley and David Faraday might be Liv's golf commentators 
going forward, and that is a win. Charles Barkley. They don't need Tiger Woods if they got Faraday and Barkley. Who works for Inside the NBA on TNT. As of tomorrow, worked. Tomorrow's his last day? No, they're deciding he's, gonna, he's meeting with them tomorrow. Yeah, and he's going to get just this giant, goofy size check with his name and just fill in whatever number you want. And then adios TNT, adios NBA, welcome to live. Who do you even put on inside the NBA? No one can fill those shoes. I was pro-live until right now. For stealing Charles Barkley? Don't ruin the one good thing about the NBA. Charles Barkley's the one good thing about the NBA? Inside the NBA is pretty good. Shaq? Shaq's entertaining. Without Chuck? Well, no, I think they're both good, separate and together. They're both funny. They're both funny. Amory's right. Yeah, she's right. They're funny together. Today's I-9 Varsity, whenever we get back, is the I-9 Varsity of Perfect 10 albums. Hit that at the top of the hour. Boom. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. D. Sports Animal. Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Oh, good start right there, eh, Marie? Six o'clock. Welcome to Quitting Time. Today's I-9 Varsity is the I-9 Varsity of... What do we call it? Perfect 10 albums? Perfect 10 albums. We brought in a ringer, boys. <laughs> Doug DeRocher joining us from Magic 99.5. Welcome, Dougie! Overjoyed Hello. to be here. Thanks for having me. I mean, how's the afternoon drive over on Magic? Going it's going great. Two to seven every day? Yes, that is right. Uh, technically, I have nine minutes and 31 seconds. We're in a music sweep. <laughs> of top 10. Oh, my. Top, perfect top 10 tens. bangers. <laughs> this segment will last exactly nine minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> Doug, you crack me up. Magic's good, though, right now, right? Giving away a lot of tickets. Magic's always great. It is. I'm the, so here's my problem. When I first moved to town, Magic was my go-to. And then I was like, oh, I guess I'll go back into sports radio. <laughs> so then I had to transition back over to us. Bro, so you didn't listen to sports radio before you got the job? Is that what you're saying? So I uh, I consider this art, and I'm an artisan, and I don't want to uh, protect my art. Art An artisan. Top 10. So this is today's I-9 Varsity, the I-9 Varsity of Perfect 10 albums. Van, would you like to go first? Uh, go ahead, buddy. All right. So we started this off because we were talking about Oasis's What's the Story, Morning Glory. Sure. Which to me is an A to B absolute banger. Nothing about it is worth skipping. So I will lead with that. It's Oasis's What's the Story, Morning Glory, arguably the best pop album of all time. Oh, wow. Um, not even their best album. Uh, definitely, maybe, is the better album oh, by Oasis. Oh, Absolutely. Here we go. Pinky's that's, out. That, that's, that's, that's their definitive album. And then, of course, the popular album that followed up uh, yeah, they, they got a little more uh, a little more mainstream attention because of that album yes okay i bet you're a noel gallagher He's a noel guy, guy. Yeah. yeah yeah we're we're <laughs> this is a big liam liam, liam over fam here. over here i honestly still don't fully 100 percent know the difference <laughs> I'm, like i'm not certain never bothered never no. van what do you got all right first on my i9 varsity of perfect 10 albums yes i'm gonna go with Katy Perry's Teenage Dream. Okay. <laughs> Going to help me out here? Um, well, I mean, we're talking about perfect tins. Ah, I don't know if you're a blonde guy yep, or a brunette guy. What you're doing if here. you're a busty or a thin. Uh-huh. Or, oh, we're not talking music, me, right? We're talking the artist. See, the I-9 Varsity can be whatever you want it the to be, The interpretation, yeah. So. Take that good kid, Mad City. Katy Perry's Teenage <laughs> <Okay>. Dream. <laughs> Amory, what do you got? 
Uh, Prince Purple Rain. Oh, okay. Ooh. Wrong word. Okay, the movie was Ooh. better, but uh, uh, super good. Relax. <laughs> Doug, you're on deck. It's a great. Uh, well, I, you didn't give me any time. Oh, this one at all. No, so got perfect. <laughs> now, by perfect time, what, what is what is your definition of this? Are we talking every song is a winner? Is that what we're talking? Well, about? for A. Marie, her definition was trying to fit in with the masses and picking. Purple Rain by Prince, and he's not, he didn't even make the best Batman soundtrack. Like, I can't believe, <laughs> can't believe you'd go with that. No, I, I love Prince. He's my, one of my favorite artists of all time. I think my personal definition is, uh, I never hit the skip button. I think that's my definition. I got a couple of them here, obviously. Hmm. Never hit the skip button. Okay, that's yeah. so yeah, there's, there's no throwaway song. That's how I feel. Basically, yeah, what yeah. you're saying. Um, Siamese Dream, Smashing Pumpkins. Ooh, okay, very nice. nice. Very nice. Insanely good answer. Okay. Yeah, very strong word. I'm a Billy Corgan guy myself. I'm going to give you Bush's 16 Stone. Ooh. Uh, yeah. You mm. often give that answer. That is correct. Yeah. It's the first album I ever bought, how, how fortunate I was, and that is still in the mix today in my rotation. Bush's 16 Stone featuring Glycerine and Machine Head. Just all, all hits. I think that makes it into another category of bands who blew their entire creative wad on their first album, and that was it. Wow. Ooh, um, yeah, that's a great, uh, that's a great Third point. Eye Blind. They, well, they were, I mean, I, did they have a second album? What was their album? I'm Three? sure they had other albums after that. Razorblade Suitcase, not great. It no. was not a great album by Bush. It was. They peaked early. Swallow was the one off that, and that's not enough because everything's in, Bomb, Come Down, Machine, all those off 16 Stone were. Gwen Stefani big. liked it. Liked. Touche. Liked. <laughs> His, in the historical sense. First concert I ever saw, no doubt, opening for Alanis Morissette. They really? Take it back to the summer of 95. Van, what do you got? Next on my I-9 varsity of perfect 10 albums, I'm going to go with Beyonce's Lemonade. Ooh. Okay. And again, it, there's a theme developing the here. Yeah. Extremely popular albums with massive blanket appeal. A. Marie says bangers, and I Not agree. my answer. Yes. Definite, <laughs> definite bangers. If I only had a chance. How about you, Doug? Uh, gee, I threw my one out there. Now you want me to come up with another one? Yes. You gotta, I mean, it's the varsity. Um, okay. Oh, and no greatest hits albums, I'm allowed, I'm assuming. Yeah. No, no greatest hits albums. <laughs> Shoot. The best-selling uh, album yeah. of all time, The Eagles. Um, okay. Um, I hate okay, sticking go. in the 90s again, but I will go um, Beastie Boys, Check Your Head. Okay. Oh, very niche. Speaking you of my youth your here. head. Okay. Not, I mean, license to ill. Or, or, or with other even ones, ill communication. Yeah, yeah. That too. All in the mix. Or the underrated Paul's Boutique. Yeah. Well, that would have that's like a critic's darling one. A lot of people would throw that out there, but I'm going to go with uh, with check your head. Okay, everyone go to silence for a second. Is A Marie says the Beatles Abbey Road. Nope. Crazy sexy cool TLC. Oh, oh see. Sorry. There we go. Sorry. That's an actual I mean, come on. Yeah. Could have said Selena. You could have got some positive calls. <laughs> Where's Khalifa? From the live chat. Boston, self-titled Boston. That's a very good album. Insanely good. That's from Friend of the yeah, Show, Craig. The of White House. Of course, Al- Craig. Yes. Boston sports fan. Chooses Boston by Boston. Mother Love Bone. Okay. Just right now it's getting a little too sensual for me. I'm into that. Macklemore's and Ryan Lewis, The Heist, was a big one for me. Whenever I bought the Heist album, I didn't think it was going to be anything. I thought it was just Thrift Shop. I just played it the other day driving back from Denver, and it was the 
75 quickest minutes of my life. It's an absolute <laughs> banger all the way through. Give me the heist by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. I okay. saw Macklemore live with Kesha, and I was like very impressed. Slapped. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they have so many good songs. Where did me and you see Froggy Fresh? Uh, that would be Launchpad. That's where I saw Macklemore, too. And it was very good. Ooh, he must have been on his way up then. It, it was. He was on the come up. The thrift shop just come out. Uh, it was the new one, whatever the new one is. I Glorious. Saw, I saw Fall Out Boy at Launchpad. That was pretty, in 2004, that was pretty awesome. They were the hotness for a minute. I don't think they put out any perfect tens. Oh. No. Uh, their first album for me, but that's personal choice. Van, more perfect tens? Next on my I-9 varsity of perfect ten oh albums. God. Okay. There we go. I'm going to go with uh, the self-titled Shakira. Okay. By oh, Shakira. Okay. <sighs> You got a type, huh? I'm a big South American kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we're picking Not up. Not that any I got, of those I like three some, are South American. But some spice in my diet. I like some chili. I like some, some spice. Some hips. <laughs> uh, the, it uh, sounds the, like you like hips. Only the truthful kind. <laughs> the ones that don't lie. Uh, yeah, no yeah. lying. Nope. All right, Doug, this is every day of my life. <laughs> I, yeah. I was half expecting a van to have brought up if it's not on his list already. How about the chronic? You Hey, okay. good answer. Actually, was just about to bring that up. Friend of the show, Chad, just texted us. Dr. Dre's The Chronic. Mm, oh, there you album. go. All right. Multiple votes here. I, I like The I... Chronic because it's it revolutionized sampling. Hip-hop is mm. always sampled. But The Chronic used sampling separate instruments to compose a whole new song. Dr. Dre really revolutionized sampling there with that album. Sampling is interesting to me because... For a long time, I don't think it was recognized correctly. I think people were just mm. sampling to nauseam. And then if you look at me, who's not like, I don't know, like a vinyl head or like a needle enthusiast or whatever, I'm like, I'm like I don't get it. Like, I don't get all of this, like, conversation people are having. But now whenever it's like, oh, now, I, now I'm back in. Now I have the energy for it. But before I felt like an idiot because I didn't know. Made me hate it. Made me hate sampling. <laughs> sure. Guys, this is an obvious one. This is the number one. On the albums that are perfect tens of all time, 1993's Pearl Jam's <laughs> 10. Pearl Jam's 10 oh, okay. has only bangers. Yep. The name of the album is 10. How many songs are there, oh, wow. Fred? There are 10 songs. <laughs> are you certain there's perfect. no bonus songs on that? The, and it's based off of their favorite Seattle Seahawk, or excuse me, Seattle Supersonic Mookie Blaylock. Mm -hmm. mm. Give me Pearl Jam's 10. For the Perfect Ten album. I, I wish they had kept the name Mookie Blaylock, which I think would have been a better name. Correct. I think he wouldn't let him. Is that your understanding? Yeah, that's right. They wanted it. They were like, they're like, we could we could do it. And they're like, no. He was like, that's my name. That's not an album. <laughs> that's okay. I once had a pet turtle named Carlos Baerga, So oh, I had, Nice. I had a pet mouse named Tom hitter. Cruise. Yeah. I had, a, I had a dog when I was a child named Jeff Bagwell. Really? And he kept eating the neighbor's poop, so he changed his name to Einstein. Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Jeff Bagwell. I had a cat for a long time named Lance Berkman for the obvious reason. I just loved Lance yeah. Berkman. It's a large cat. Yes. You could refer to it as a big puma, possibly. All right. And Amory's about to say Princess Sino the Times. No. Okay. I said Purple Rain was his perfect 10 album. I thought you were going to go for it. Hey, two. Prince has a lot of perfect albums. Thank you. Blonde on Blonde by Bob Dylan. You want to throw out some more? Obviously? Fleetwood Mac. 
Ooh, oh, rumors? rumors? Rumors. Yeah, rumor yeah. slaps. It has Rumors is a great album, but to me it has a disgusting lack of Stevie Nicks. It needs more Stevie Nicks. <sighs> there's, gonna... there's too many non-Stevie Nickian human beings singing on that album. Not going to get any sort of argument from me on that. Sure. I thought there was too much Joni Mitchell on Blue. Whatever. <laughs> well, she's the only artist on that album. All right. Okay, since you're going deep now, I'm going to throw you for a total loop on this. All right. Okay. Um, Neil Diamond Stones. It's 1969. Oh okay. Um, uh, I am, I said, uh, but old Neil Diamond to me absolutely rocks. In fact, it, I, I wish he'd been produced a little bit better. He could have rocked a little more. He could have been a little cooler. They, they gave him hokey kind of production on Odyssey. But you go to the 1960s, Neil Diamond, great songs. Great, great songs. Okay, I'm going to have to dip my toe back into the Neil Diamond pool now with your recommendation. Mm-hmm. Did Neil write as well? He was like the epitome of lame oh, yeah. to me when I was younger. Well, that's because like you grew up in like 70s and 80s, Neil Diamond was like that. I think, I think, do you guys think it's important to write and produce your own music? Do you, is that a big deal to you guys on an album? No. Me neither. Yes. It is to you? Or, is it a big deal? Does it mean I can't enjoy the album as much? No, but you get way more credit as an artist to me if you write your own stuff. There's something about that. Yes. If you want album of the year, artist of the year, some kind of accreditation. Yeah. Like, it's a big thing in the hip hop world that you can't be considered one of the greatest MCs unless you write 100% all of your lyrics. That I get. And for like recognition in the music world and the, you know the rock and roll world, yes, you should write and make all of your own music. Nirvana's never mind. Well, that's a, that, that's the pay scale. If if, if you're in a band and you wrote the song, you'll make five times more if you get the songwriting credit right. than everyone else in the band. But for like in music enjoyment, to like say, oh, that's a good album, that's a good song. Okay, well, who wrote it? Yeah, yeah. Because to me, the best entertainer I've ever seen in person of all time, Garth Brooks. <gasps> he's, he's oh. Garth Brooks does not write his bangers. He's he's written only like three of his own Come songs, on. and none of them are the hundreds. best ones. Yeah. yeah, you don't think he's the best entertainer you've ever seen, Amory? No, he is. It's not even close, right? No, he is. It's the best show you'll ever see in person. Doug, you seen Garth? I have never seen Garth. You need to see Garth because, and he's doing it other people's work. He just goes up and he puts on the show, and I'm like, that dude can do it. But also, if you're going to be like, hey, Fred, go check out like the Miseducational Lauren Hill, I'm going to be like, I will do that as well, and that'll be insanely good. She wrote that entire thing. What about Correct. T. Swift? Have you ever gone to a, a live show of an artist that you really liked, saw them live for the first time, and were extremely disappointed in a performance? Uh, Bush. A lot of hip-hop artists. Yeah. Hip-hop isn't great live, unless they're like really captivating and high energy, or if they have a live band. I'm a huge hip-hop head. Hip-hop live is not as good as it, you think it, it is. You can't, you can't do the stadium thing Correct. With, almost, with most hip-hop artists. Right. Bruno Mars is amazing live, too. I bet he hits. Hits. We went and saw M- Machine Gun Kelly. Terrible. Immediately following him. Halsey, she slapped. Because she went on after Machine Gun Kelly. Strong possibility. <laughs> That's a very good. Okay, last on my I-9 oh, Farsi okay. of Perfect 10 albums. Yeah. I'm going my favorite on the list and the most recent uh, Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. Okay. Big Ariana Grande guy. I get it, Mac Miller. Rest in peace. She just... I honestly don't even know the stories. No. It's, it's too much sometimes. Doug, where are you every day? Where can the friends of the show find you? 
Afternoon drive every day on Magic 99.5. The world of talent. You want to stick around and talk All-Star Game or you got to go? Got to go. All right. Doug, you the best. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All-Star Game whenever we get back. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Here in the building, like the Cumulus Broadcast Center of the Universe, which I believe is the official name if you Google it. Like management goes, like there's a lot of office personnel, right? Right. Like management goes home at like 530. And it's just like, I don't know, what what is our job title? Talent? Yeah, we're so it's just us talent hanging out. Sure. And Eric Strauss, who, by the way, if you listen to us, it's because you're not listening to Eric Strauss, like two best options in town. He will poke his head in between every commercial break, just fire me up super fast. Then I have to go back to jokes. Weird dynamic here at the workplace. Also, House of Strauss, six to eight every day. Is that right? I believe you're correct. Tune in to Eric after us. That's a good plan. Yeah. All-star games right now. First pitch is going to gonna happen. Who's hurling tonight? Otane? Ushohe Otane? Uh, McClanahan for AL and LA's very own Clayton Kershaw for the NL. No, I thought Shohe Otane. Or is he just DHing? Uh, he's leading off and DHing, and he will also pitch sometime during the game. Might as well let him start. There would have been something fun to put Kershaw and ha-ha-ha. That would have been the best choices. Would have been the best choices. Actually, Kershaw's like the second choice off the Dodgers. Gonsolin is undefeated and has an ERA under two. He's the best pitcher in the National League, and he barely got added onto the All-Star team. Shane McCallahan sounds like a guy who... Otani with a little single over the second baseman's head start off the game. Jerseys are very good this year. One pitch, one hit. Jerseys are very good this year. It's like a gun medal for the AL. The AL's so strong. Yeah. Also, I'm a big fan of like through through. Like, give me the same top and same bottom color. Like mm-hmm. that that mix match. Like, hey, you know that old like. Was it color, Nike color? Colorway. Colorway, color smash, color. Yeah. I'm also a fan of I'm having a stroke. <laughs> At this point in our lives, aren't we all a little bit? Mm-hmm. I, I really like monochromatic looks. I'm a big fan of that. Having a stroke the American way, not the British way. No. Yeah, that'd be due to heat. That's due to heat. Mm. That's the British way currently. Had a Shane McClanahan joke about playing the U.S. Olympic team in the 1980s. I'll just leave that to be. Okay. (laughs) Game is on, though. So, and by the way, it was supposed to be like a 6 o'clock start. First pitch was 621. Like, I don't know what's going on out in L.A. They're Albuquerque time. Yeah, right? Well, they were waiting for all the L.A. Dodgers fans to show up to the game. Yeah. They're like, we got to let the smog clear for our flyover. Hey, look. um, Figure it out. Oh, the ump cam? That's strong work. Yeah, Fox is doing a cool thing here. And again, we've talked about this. Worst score bug in the history of broadcast television is the current Fox Sports score bug. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great not at great. all. Not great. And the colors on it are red, white, and blue. No one on the field is wearing red, white, and blue. Mm-mm. If you're tuning into this, first time, long time, whatever... Oh, and they just got Otani at first. Oh, my goodness. You got picked off in the first inning of the All-Star game. Oh, my goodness. Kershaw throws it to the best first baseman in the history of the planet, Paul Goldschmidt, and he puts the tag down. 
The All Star Game is for this stuff. It's for like making like dopey plays. Lazy, yeah, That's just lazy. Well, you got to think it's an All Star Game. Why? Why would he try to pick me off? It's the All Star Game. Whoop! Hey, no matter what, this bad boy ends in a tie after nine, so they can go to that home run derby off, right? No matter pretty, what, pretty please, a thousand percent yes. Also, I'm really liking this ump cam. I hope his mic isn't turned on. If there's, a, I know what baseball players say to umpires, and yeah. it's not good. They say thank you, sir. Not family programming. They, they, an umpire calls a ball, and a, and a player goes, "Thank you, sir. May I please have another?" All right, hear me out. Bottom of the ninth, National League. Well, I guess, yeah, National League has to bat. Albert Pujols is up, nobody on base, and you need a tying run. And the AL puts in Brad Lidge. And then Albert Pujols ties the game. And then we go to the home run off. And then the other team wins because to complete that reference, the Astros won the very next game after the Pujols moonshot and went to the World Series where they were subsequently swept by the Chicago White Sox. Before they traded away Lance Berkman to the St. Louis Cardinals where he went on to win a World Series. They got sloppy seconds and got a ring. I mean, yeah, absolute solid contributor, especially on both innings where – Freeze, hit home runs or triples, insanely charismatic and talented. Also, there is an Arby's on San Mateo near Academy. Oh, thanks, guys. From the texter, because this texter used to work there. That's a good one. You learn a lot of life at Arby's. Also from the texter, Thriller should have been in the mix for Perfect 10 albums. I'm not saying no, but I'm not saying yes. Except for that one stupid song with Paul McCartney that changed the vibe of the album. I don't know that song. Mm-hmm. Is that where McCartney got points and then bought all Michael, or excuse me, where Michael Jackson got points and then bought all the Beatles albums? Probably. He's like, oh, this kid's pretty good. I should buy all his albums. Mark Chestnut, too hot for golf, too cold at home, recommended for the Perfect Ten album. That's not true. That's a reference to an episode of this program. From months ago. Could be a Perfect Ten track. I'm not familiar with what album it comes off of. Probably of the same name, to be honest. This idea of this home run derby to end the game literally spurred like last night. Like at happy hour. Like a fan was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to like at Rob Manfred. And I think he'll do it, boys. He'll do it. He'll do it. He'll do it. They don't want to keep playing. You know what traffic is in L.A.? They want to get out of there. He'll do it. And MLB was like, yeah, that sounds fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pick three guys off your bench. They all take three swings. Wherever we're at, we're at. Yeah, we're in. Also, who pitches it? You need to call your own pitcher? So the manager has to assign somebody before the game. Okay. You got to pick a guy. You, you pick your three hitters, too. Before the game. Correct. Well, I mean, where do they get hurt? So lucky for you, Fred, Mark yeah. Chestnut Chestnut will be at the PRCA Rodeo at the New Mexico State Fair, September 16th, 2022. Are you being serious? This is not a paid advertisement, but we can hear the ongoing joke of this program. Too hot to fish, too hot to golf, too cold at home. We can hear that song in person. Cardinal St. Louis Cardinal Albert Pulis was in the home run derby yesterday. He used the bullpen catcher. As his pitcher? Right. It doesn't even throw him uh, BP on a normal basis. No. He just likes him. 
And that's and I get that aspect of it. Like if you're going out and you don't think you're going to win it or whatever. But if you're a dude in your prime, hey, by the way, Pete Alonzo, looked like he might have tweaked the back a little bit. I'm not sure on that. Mm-hmm. Is he playing tonight? We'll see. But I don't want to go with my high school coach. I want a guy who's going to throw money balls up there. He's trying to win. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win. There's money on this thing. Like when Robinson Cano won it and his father was pitching to him and he couldn't get through the round because he had tears in his eyes. He had to wipe his eyes in between pitches and it's such a beautiful moment. None of that matters to me. None of that. Give me the best pitch. Give me the best pitch. I don't want a stupid, nice moment. No. I want to win this thing. Outside of Bryce Harper and his dad, I can't think of a time where I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Because Bryce Harper won it. Who would you choose besides Brad Lidge? Like who's the best money ball yeah. BP guy, uh-huh. and I can't pit Brad Lidge. <laughs> like, this is going to sound cliche, but, like, if I'm out of give me Adam Wainwright. Give me a guy who I know can just, like, put one over the plate at 76 miles per hour or whatever I need, and you pop it out. But I don't at all care to have whatever guy who was the doorman at my building for years oh that'd be a great story for who the doorman anybody listening you know what a better story is me splitting three hundred thousand dollars give me all the doll hairs I, I, I love this format the playoffs the playoffs are sacred the best team should win that game if it has to go 30 innings so be it if you're pulling people from the crowd to pitch and finish off the game to have a proper win-loss, so be it. But home run derbies at the end of tied games, you know how amazing that would be for a kid? You get yeah. to go to a baseball game and the game's tied, and instead of your parents saying, no, sweetie, you got school in the morning, come on, we got to go, like, it's home run derby time. Like, so sweet. A walk-off hit? Or a walk-off miss in a home run derby in the game, I'm pro of. We were talking about the TBT earlier today. The Elam rules where there has to be a game-winning shot. Strong work. That's the best. We were talking about this last night at the game where I'm like, hey, a big moment in basketball, like a game-winning moment in basketball, rivals anything in sports. And you immediately were like, walk-off home run. Same energy, bro. Immediately. Walk-off grounder to short. 6-4, it's over? No. You would want Les Sweetland to be your batting practice pitcher. Les Sweetland has the highest season ERA of all time for anyone who qualifies for the ERA. Had an ERA of 7.71. This is a Major League Baseball pitcher? In 1930. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's in the game anymore. Led, led the leagues in home runs given. That's your guy. If your guy was in 1930, grab a break real quick. There was a little bit of controversy on the home run derby last night. We'll go into that. It only this is your segment, Amory, because it only matters because it matters to betting. And I don't know anyone more familiar with the world of unnecessary sports gambling than Amory. <laughs> Let's go. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Went to the TBT last night. Obviously, the home run derby was on. I guess they're not counting all the home runs. Wait, what? They missed a couple. Kind of crazy. How do you miss a couple? 
So, what had happened was yeah, this, this one's interesting because we, hey, we were kind of joking a little bit earlier about that Bryce Harper year that he won, but in that Bryce Harper year, big home run here in the All Star game by your boy Goldie. Paul Goldschmidt puts one up. So that year that Bryce Harper won, if you remember, his dad was just like a robot. Like, mm-hmm. as fast as I can give one off, as fast as I can give one off, as fast as I can give one off. And I guess that's not really the rules. The rules is you're supposed to wait till it lands. Lands. And the ump will even hold his hand up in the air to make sure you can't pitch yet. And yeah. And lowers it, you can throw a pitch. But, whatever. It doesn't really matter, right? It shouldn't really matter, right? I mean, if it's the rules, it shouldn't matter. We're not. It's the home run derby, not like the 2017 season. And who's keeping official count? Like, to me, it would be like somebody there. No, apparently it's ESPN. So mm-hmm. Schwarber is hitting dingers. He hits 20. But ESPN just doesn't put number 18 up there. What? Technically, it's only 19. Technically, it's only 19. And, like, if you're there, how do you know? Yeah, for sure. If you're me, and by the way, it didn't change the outcome, whatever, blah, blah, blah. People don't keep book at the home run derby? Hey, but A. Marie does. Because she... She's the one that'll put fifteen dollars. Yeah, but it's it's never more than twenty. If that makes anyone feel better. Yeah, but hey, hey that's the first thing on the one eight hundred need help gambling oh, commercials. It's never more yeah. than twenty dollars. Yeah. on one bet. Don't play with what you can't lose. I e a Marie Castillo. And in the Castillo house, they don't call it twenty dollars. They call it the dragon. Like, yeah, we're just gonna chase the dragon on this <laughs> one. It's <laughs> gonna put twenty dollars down. We'll see. I mean, there's a reason to tune in, right? Kind of, <laughs> yep. Kind of crazy. I mean, this is like, how many people are there? How many people are in attendance? Fifty thousand? No, it's Dodger Stadium. Sixty-five thousand. Yeah. And then, how many people all over the world? All of them. You can't figure out how to count. And then, let's say you're whatever sports book. You know, someone some money here. Did you pay out money you weren't supposed to pay out? That's where it matters. That's a that's an all bets are off situation they mess it up like that i mean that's not on vegas to do it you've ridden in a car with me and you know whenever like someone does something stupid on the road i'll be like that's unacceptable <laughs> if you can't count home runs at a home run derby that's legitimately unacceptable you don't have to count that high or that fast no no and they take breaks well i'm into the breaks you get a little time out you gotta breathe no, you know no that's what i'm saying though like there's it's not like it's super fast but I guess Soto had a home run controversy too. Like the pitch didn't leave the hand in time and it yeah. got and you're like, what are you doing here? Figure it out, guys. Figure it out. He's at an unfair advantage because he got more pitchers pitches than his opponent, therefore more opportunities to hit home runs and subsequently more home runs. Did he cheat? I don't know. Is this a, is this an omen that he's going to the Astros? Let's hope so. <laughs> Immediately following the Australian game last night was the captain. Did you guys watch the captain, this Derek Jeter thing? I missed the captain. You watch I it? watched a little bit of it. Okay, I watched it in all. It's pretty good. So it's made by the Players' Tribune. Derek Jeter is in on the group for the Players' Tribune, also probably Saudi Arabia, allegedly. So this thing, Derek Jeter tries to convince me that the Yankees were going out on a limb drafting Derek Jeter. That's what it seems. That's what I'm like, 
Derek. He he what? was like when he talked about going down for like spring training and stuff. He's like, I had a bad spring training. Like he, you know, they didn't. I don't know. I I enjoyed it though, and I love seeing a young Derek Jeter. You enjoyed it. One hundred fifty pounds. Yeah, I mean, I love that kind of stuff. I love like <sighs> learning people's backstories. I know people. Oh, Yankees are either loved or hated, but I like Derek Jeter. I don't like revisionist history. I got that vibe. That's I mean, what it was to me. I'm going to watch it because it's Did the Did you biggest... watch the Brady thing? What's the Brady thing? The same concept? Like, isn't the same concept that... Like, eight hours on the tuck rule? No. Oh, no, no I, I did not. No. no, no. Don't they have, like, a similar thing like this oh, maybe. series or whatever so, it is? The problem with me, because we talk about this all the time as far as fandom goes, I don't have fandom for the NFL. Yeah, I know. I'm a fanatic I, for baseball, though. I'm, I, I think we all know. Yeah, I will watch anything that's baseball. But for I their... just I've just heard you praise Tom Brady. That's all. But, oh, I, but I don't know if it's part of your shtick. Oh, we perpetually oh, t- praise Tom Brady. Yeah, and how can that be part of a shtick when it's part of my religion? Oh my gosh! So, <laughs> Derek Jeter creates this whole documentary to be like, can't believe Houston took Phil Nevin over me. That's what this whole thing was trying to feel like to me. Oh, by the way, if Phil Nevin went to the Yankees. We'd be doing a documentary on Phil Nevin That's, right now. Could be a lot of truth there. Yeah. So Jeter's not that good. He's a compiler. All right. He's just a compiler. He just stayed healthy. That's his his only skill is staying healthy he, and being on a good team. He took shots at Johnny Damon in this thing for some reason. He was like, when I'm when I was coming out of high school, the number one ranked guy in the country was this guy Johnny Damon. Obviously, I didn't know who he was, but I took that personally, and. Yes, we get it. You went on to beat Johnny Damon for years. We get that you're putting this in his face. Yeah. Uh, also, Johnny Damon got like a $200 million contract and never had to play for your Yankees. Who's a winner? Johnny Damon? Johnny Damon was a Yankee. Yeah. What? Johnny Damon got that giant contract to play on the Yankees and never had to play. Oh, I understand. I didn't yeah. understand. I'm sorry. But that's what this thing felt like to me from Derek Jeter where he was like, yeah, I grew up, um, you know, in kind of a tough situation. And then a little bit later, like, so his parents taught at the university. Uh-huh. And you're like, okay, well, all right, I'm, all right. And he was like, you know, and it was it was hard for me as a kid because, you know, I was so persecuted. And then they have, like, a city official from Kalamazoo. They're like, yeah, it's actually a really diverse neighborhood. And uh, uh-huh. everyone intertwines really well. And it's it just – everything was, like, a little too contradictory for your boy. Yeah, like, I mean, you said it perfectly, revisionist history. That's what it was. Uh, he's such a prominent figure. We know everything about him already. You yeah. don't need to create the story. You hear me, hear me out. And change the narrative. If you'd have got Spike Lee to come in and do it, I'd been like, okay, let's make like that thing. You could have made that thing. It would have been really good. A true thing. A true thing. Yeah. When I had COVID, I watched the thing on uh, Stefan Marbury, mm. and I'm like, okay, that's a good thing. Right. Because he's awful. It's a compelling story. I don't think Jeter's history that we already know is a compelling story. Yeah. You know what was really hard? Having amazing, supportive parents in mm-hmm. a really nice neighborhood. Yep. And, like, no one knowing what color and ethnicity I was so I could sneak in and be friends with everybody. And I'm just, like, a super talented athlete who had never had to take any chances and was supported and coddled my whole life. I and then did. I got to go to the Yankees. And when I faced that, like, really tough adversity as a kid, you know, when my belly button went from an innie to an outie, I just didn't know if I'd ever recover from it. And you're like, Derek, this is not the turmoil you're yeah. painting it to be on the captain. 
I mean, and there's that one time when, right after Ice Ice Baby came out, and I put those lines in the side of my head, and I had to wait like <laughs> I had to wait six weeks for them to grow out. Like that was a really hard time in my life. Episode two comes out on Thursday though, and I definitely won't miss it. I'll get caught up by then. He does this like you watch the name, Murray. So at the very end, I don't know if you got to the end, but he's it's that '95 team that had Don Mattingly. That first year he went to the playoffs, right? And so obviously they lose to Seattle because uh, the Yankees, according to Derek Jeter, the Yankees are all losers until he gets there. Oh, no. Okay, so just make sure that's understood. The Yankees never did anything before Derek Jeter. So he's like, yeah, there's like a good play at second, and then Ken Griffey Jr. hit a big home run, and I'm just such a fan of baseball, I cheered. And then the Yankees bench was like, you don't get it, Derek Jeter. You don't even get the culture here. Oh, my God. And it's like, Derek, you're, you're flat out lying. You're just lying. He's like, he's like, yeah, Showalter was like a pretty good manager, but, you know, it just, you'll see. And then, you know, he's talking about Joe Torre, obviously, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're, you're gross, Derek. You're, you're not telling the actual story. Cybrenner did not hate you. Why are you trying to tell me that the guy that made you the face of an entire city hated you? He did not. You'll see it when you watch it. You'll be like, this is. It was it was basically the most beautiful day of my life. The weather was perfect. I had a beautiful woman on my arm, but I mean the movie theater burnt the popcorn, so I'll never for I'll never forget it. The guy like parked too close to me in the parking lot and I had to like squeeze into my door. Whole day was ruined. Wrapping up the program where we get back, whatever we miss, we will give to you. Two men on. Ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The sports animal. How long we got, Amory? Seven minutes. It's never enough. It's never enough. You guys get a cool alarm. Hey, put, hey, put that in ourselves. Yeah, I'm sure you did. You should see our production meetings here. I don't know. I don't know what your guys' production meetings look like. Ours are a lot of feet up. It's Chill. this. It's this phrase a lot. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if? Hey, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Let's just do it. Hey, you know what's cool? A radio show. You know what's even cooler? One that we make? Like, what? That's not profound, Van. Shoya Otani's got a hit today. He's caught at first base. See ya. That's embarrassing. Raphael Devers reached on a walk. Since the Angels will never make it to the playoffs, no one has seen Shohei Otani more than in this moment right now that he got picked off by Clayton Kershaw. The most eyes in the, the history of his career are finally on him right now. He gets picked off. In case for any dumb reason, anyone in the country forgot about Paul Goldschmidt? Dinger. You have to not know anything about baseball to forget about Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. He's been upper echelon for a decade now, and he has the highest OPS in all of baseball okay. this year. Did you know when balls hit off the barrel of the bat from fastballs on days that are overcast, Paul Goldschmidt has a release angle of 25 degrees and the ball travels regularly at over 96.1 miles per hour off the bat, meaning that he is greater than 21% of all Major League Baseball players whenever they face a guy that they've previously seen in their career. Good Lord, I said OPS, not ex-WOBA. Is that what you said? OPS is just on-base plus slugging. Any dumbski can do that one. Not like ex-WOBA. I'm not biting. I'm not biting on asking what that is. 
Did you, did you know in games whenever the home team is actually playing in a neutral stadium that there's never a, a loss for the the visitor because they're home too? <laughs> what? Well, I do what? know that Shohei Otani just committed a toot bland. Oh, don't. Amory, <laughs> you know what a toot bland is? Don't, don't buy it. No. Toot plan is a, a a very important statistic. That's not true. It's an acronym for thrown out on the base paths like a nincompoop. Toot plan. We have three minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> We're not the show that gives you like box scores and updates. Like, really? There are some afternoon shows like historically where they'd be like, uh, this, 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 after the this, and uh, this game starts at th- That's not the show. Everyone has the I think pe- I think we understand that. I don't know who we is, but I understand it. The proverbial it's pretty, it's pretty universal that we're not that show. From the live chat, Goldie destroyed that fastball, and I don't think that's a destructive enough word for what he did to that fastball. But there's Major League Baseball fan, and by the way, the fan we're talking about, the analytic fan, the numbers fan, they're not sports talk radio fan. What do you mean? Yes, I am. They're spreadsheet fan. <laughs> I can have both. If you're a van fan, first of all, put that on a t-shirt. And if you're not... Take it to our friends if, at Graphic Connection. Yeah, and then everyone who likes Van Tate will buy one, and your okay. sales will go through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I ran into Van Tate last night at the TVT, like little name drop thing or whatever. Uh. I ran into Van Tate last night, and we're just cutting it up about like... There are hard lives out there. We are not currently living it. Like, how cool it is to, to, to be on the bus of this TBT thing because, like, the access to it, the, Kevin Kenny Thomas on today. Yeah. Where it's like you get to see it from, like, that kind of like a special angle and then be able to give it to all the friends of the show. That's excellent. It was, I mean, we tried to tell you all last week. Yeah. All last week. We told you last night was going to be special. Special. Lobo alumni versus Aggie alumni. Let's go. It's going to be special. The pit was electric. It was a great game. Magnates of the city were out and about. Yeah. ESPN feature. Yeah, on the, on the Espens. It was on the Espens. On the Espens. And the good TV one, not the crappy radio one. And in six minutes, they're about to be on ESPN2. That's a good ESPN. It used to be bad because it had hockey. It may have hockey again. Out of all the ESPNs, it's at least the second best. Of all the ESPNs? All of them. Oh, I would agree. Yeah. Miss me with regular ESPN often, though. Too much Jeter stuff? <sighs> so I don't want to turn on my TV in the morning and be yell. All right, so we talk about this a lot. If you were yelling at me first thing in the morning, we're not friends. TV, radio, people I know. That's why, Amory, your show is so dang good in the morning. Because it's like, hey, wake up, and here's people who are talking to you consciously. Like, here are people who are friendly to you. Sure. This is not, I can't believe the outrage over this. No. Derek Zeta did not have any problems in his life before he became a Yankee. That never would have happened with Nomar and Short. Nomar? Are these, are you guys doing impressions of people on ESPN? Yeah, in the morning. Yeah, oh, these oh, are, yeah. I thought we're both we're both doing it really well. I thought this was spot on. I would, yeah, I thought I was did very you not good. Pick up on this perfectly. Yeah. You turn it like, but in the afternoon, hey, give it to me. Oh, I'm in the middle of my day. We're striding here. You got a few cups of coffee in you. You got a, a meal in you. Probably a little disappointment throughout your day. You're ready uh, to be angry at something. Ready to be angry. Ready to hear how Jock Peterson, former Albuquerque Ice Tope, 
is playing in the All-Star game, and I'm going to yell at you about how good he is. That's time to do it. Not in the morning, though. Don't do that to me in the morning. first thing in the morning. Not first thing in the morning. Have some respect. Heinz Field took down the ketchup bottle today at Heinz Field. (laughs) Tomorrow. Hold on. Uh, On that note. Ketchup bottles. Ketchup tomorrow. Nice. Giant ketchup bottles. Where are these ketchup bottles going to go? The world's largest ketchup bottle is in Collinsville, Illinois. You can Google that if you want. It's a water tower. How do I know? Got my prom pictures taken there. So very good. It's a whole water tower, man. Hey, Marie, you're going to do a lot of uh, ketchup talk tomorrow morning on the opening drive? Yeah, with Robert Buck D. Gibson. There you go. How exciting. Van, any final words? Too much for the time allotted, my friend, but I tell you what, anything we didn't cover, i.e. ketchup, Check out with A. Marie and Robert Butt D. Gibson tomorrow morning. Aw, good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.